1: Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
2: There's only one president in history who has ever taken on the entire corrupt establishment in Washington and when we win in 2024 we will do it again even stronger faster and better and as i did for four incredible years i will put america first every single time every single day your friend Lori
3: lightfoot what is your takeaway
4: from her loss public safety is a prerequisite to prosperity same in chicago like new york and many of our big cities across america Is
3: what happened to her a warning sign for you here in
4: (laughs) new york to the contrary i think it's a warning sign for the country I think, if anything, it is really stating that this is what I have been talking about. America, we have to be safe.
6: Morning, March the sixth. So many champions, Queen. We are the champions. So many champions to talk about today. So many. You heard from one right there in the open, President Donald Trump at CPAC on Saturday, which really should just be called the Donald Trump weekend at this point. It's his. It's his convention. Poor Nikki Haley spoke and uh, had to listen to chants of Trump, Trump, Trump for 15 minutes after she was done on Friday. So it's really his convention, but he was a champ on Saturday night, and if God is good to us, he'll be a champ again come Election Day 2024. But the biggest champ of all that I want to start with on this Monday morning is my beautiful wife, Danielle. She's um, she's in Japan right now. As I told Noam just moments ago, it's dinner time in Japan. But she has elected her friend Anne from Dubai, who's now run three marathons with Danielle, is there. And they're going to have dinner tonight, a celebration dinner. But it's kind of late. Danielle's tired. So she's watching the Chris Rock special on Netflix as we speak. And Ohm did a very good job of covering the Chris Rock special. talks an awful lot about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. We'll get to that today. And then she's going to go to Komodo tomorrow. Kyoto? That's what it is. Kyoto. And then head home tomorrow night back here in the states. She's been gone for eight days now. But she did it. She ran the marathon in Japan. It was uh, two days ago. Don't forget, Japan is a day ahead of us. It's the next day. It's a 14-hour difference. So she has now done it, folks. New York, Boston, Chicago, London, Berlin, and Tokyo. Now, Danielle's done... 37 marathons in her lifetime. Many marathons that she's run are not included in what they call the six majors. There are majors in marathon running, just like majors in golf and tennis. Those are the six majors. New York, Boston, Chicago, London, Berlin, and Tokyo. She's done Big Sur twice. Very difficult race out in gorgeous California. She's done Fort Lauderdale twice. She's done Miami. She's done Paris. She's done a whole bunch of races that are not part of the major six, 37 marathons in all, but very few runners, a minute percentage, I believe less than 1% of folks that end up running a marathon. You know, I see people that, oh, one of the New York City Marathon is great, congratulations. <laughs> I ran two half marathons in Fort Lauderdale. The second one, I almost died. So I'll always be impressed by anyone who runs a marathon, but when you're living with somebody like that, who's done 37, the six majors, New York four times, and I hear some dopey chick in my elevator yesterday just coming back from walking her dog, talking about training for the marathon. I have to laugh. But that's just me being obnoxious. She has now completed the six majors. She's got the Abbott Trophy. She started running 40 years ago. I know you can't believe that because she doesn't even look like she's 40. But now she's completed the dream. She wanted to do this three years ago. COVID canceled the Japan Marathon the last two years. There were concerns that for the third consecutive year, Tokyo would not go off, but it did, and she got it done. So a hearty congratulations to my beautiful wife. I'm so proud of her completing the six majors, getting the Abbott Trophy. If you go to my Instagram page right now, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney, you'll see she received a bunch of medals after the race, won, of course, the Japan medal, but then the actual Abbott Trophy, which has the six major medals silver, gold. It's an amazing picture on my Instagram at rosenberg.sydney, on my Facebook page as well, Sid Rosenberg. Congratulations to my beautiful wife, Danielle Rosenberg, on doing something very few of us could even imagine doing, let alone actually do it. Trump, I mentioned another champion. You know also else is a champion? Adonis Creed. <laughs> you know, yesterday afternoon, I, um, I was home with Gabriel. And on Saturday, I took Gaby. We spent a lot of time together the last eight days because Danielle's away. You guys know he went to the Knicks game last Wednesday night. Watched the Knicks blow out the Nets. We went to the Ranger game Thursday. Saw Patrick Kane in his Ranger debut. The Rangers are now 0-2 since acquiring Kane. They lost to Boston badly on Saturday. And then yesterday, he wanted to play basketball. Saturday, we played ball indoors at the YMCA. In fact, one time, Phil joined me and Gabe at the YMCA. But it was kind of windy, and my leg was hurting me because I played two hours the day before. And I said, Gabe, you've been asking me for days to go see Creed. Today's a perfect day. Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock showing. We walked to the movie theater in Battery Park. It's a five-minute walk, the Regal Cinema. And we went. And we uh, checked out Creed 3. Now, I loved Creed 1. I did not see Creed 2. I didn't even see it. But I loved Creed 3. And I got to tell you, there is nobody in Hollywood today, nobody, who's got a better body than Michael B. Jordan. My God, is that guy ripped. And I talked to Phil this morning. I said, I like the movie. but well, you're the one, Phil, who said that you had heard that basically it's Michael Jordan running around for two hours without a shirt on. Was that Justin? Who said that? That might have been Justin. Yeah, Justin, yeah. Because he's in sick shape, but the guy that he fought in the movie, I'm not going to give away the whole script, but it's a childhood buddy, and there were some legal issues, and then it went bad, end the fighting, the guy that plays his quote-unquote opponent in the movie, he's huge too. Not as ripped as Michael B. Jordan, but who's that guy, that actor?
0: Uh, Jonathan Majors who is that guy I don't know he kind of popped up out of nowhere now he's in like everything he's a beast he's gigantic Like his like, pecs on his chest are like the size of Staten Island <laughs> <laughs> I mean like, geez. Ma- Michael B. Jordan might be more shredded but that guy is just larger yes, he's yes. a huge human being
6: yes but it's like Stallone you know all those movies Stallone was never the biggest until Rocky 3 Rocky 3 Stallone was chiseled but even Mr. T Clubber Lang in that movie was uh, probably bigger and Drago and Rocky Four, you know, Dolph Lundgren, he was definitely bigger, but Stallone was so ripped. You know, after the first two Rockies and those two great fights against Apollo Creed, he was a big guy in terms of body size. He's actually a very short sly, but he wasn't ripped and muscular. He he had to do so many steroids in between Rocky Two and Rocky Three because he came out a year later and he has like the perfect body, perfect. And now Michael B. Jordan's got the same thing, so. Creed three, another champion. So we've got Donald Trump, champion, Danielle Rosenberg, champion, Creed three, champion, and how about my New York Knicks? Now I am not nearly as rabid when it comes to the NBA as Phillies. I'm a rabid Knicks fan, but I'm not watching like tonight, for example, the Cavaliers play the Celtics. That's a big game, very big game. I'm not watching it. Yesterday. The Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant took on the Dallas Mavericks and Kyrie Irving. By the way, the Suns won by four. Durant had 37 in the win. Kyrie Irving had 30 in the loss. I'm not watching all that. But when the Knicks took on Boston last night at 730, you bet your ass I watched that game. And even without Jalen Brunson, who a lot of people think should be talked about as a league MVP, and I don't disagree, he's been that good. He was out last night with a sore foot. Emmanuel quickly who well, I've been saying for weeks, is absolutely the best sixth man in the NBA. And when he's been forced to start with the Knicks, he's averaging 22 points per game. And last night in double overtime, starting with the injured Brunson, quickly put in 38, and the Knicks won their ninth in a row. They've now 12 games over 500, just one back of the Cavaliers for the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference, and they've beaten the Celtics now three straight times, including two on the road. And I still can't convince Phil, this dummy, that the Knicks are a real contender. He's so stupid and stubborn. He has zero historical reverence. He's impressed with some of these guys. This Knick team is so good. They go nine deep. They got two really big guys in Robinson and Hartenstein. And since they acquired Josh Hart, who does all the dirty work, he's like the Shane Battier. If you remember the Heat, Shane Battier. Wow, that's a good reference. wild Dang. Shane Battier. Yeah, Le Dang for the, for the Bulls. The guys that don't have to score 25 a night get all the credit, right? Because the Heat had James Wade and Bosch, and the Bulls had Jordan and Pippen. Those guys, guys like Battier and Dang, that's Josh Hart. And since the Knicks, Lewis, acquired Josh Hart, the record is? You ready for this? No, I'm not ready. 9-0. Oh. I wasn't ready. 9-0. and oh. Every win in this nine-game win streak. It started the day they got Josh Hart from Portland and reunited Josh Hart with Jalen Brunson after the days together winning a championship for Jay Wright at Villanova. But I still can't convince Phil.
7: Lou, Well,
8: Phil is uh, one stupid. Of those, okay, yeah. That's, that's what he that's is. That's one thing. Sure. Yeah. So. Well, maybe he needs more convincing.
6: I guess. He's maybe they were 20 straight. Like
8: yeah. 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 yeah it needs t- right.
6: Well, they're well. going to get their 10 straight win tomorrow night because the lowly Charlotte Hornets are at the Garden. That's an easy win. So that's 10 straight. And then they go to Sacramento on Thursday. 38 for Quickly, 31 for Randall, and 29 for R.J. Barrett. Nine straight for the Knicks. So a lot of champ talk on this Monday morning. Also, I think um, Justin mentioned this earlier. Got a lady coming on at 925 today. Her name is Angelina Capiello. She's the editor-in-chief of Preferred Health magazine. Remember, I kind joked around about a month ago. But after gracing the cover twice, in my 50s, by the way, of Iron Man magazine and FLG magazine with Joseph Abood, this will be my third cover. <laughs> it's not exactly GQ, I get it, or Vogue. It is preferred health magazine. But uh, Angelina's coming on at 925 today, and the camera crew is arriving at 1015, and they're going to do a photo shoot. Right here in the studio. This is really happening? <laughs> it is really happening. <laughs> oh, wow. You'll be in it, Lou. You and Phil and Justin and the whole thing. All right. Where are we going to be? The before? The after? I don't know. I'm up. thinking about maybe having all of you take your shirts off and uh, be in the shot with me. Although, this is supposed to be a healthy magazine. All right. Well, I'm not sure all of you look that healthy with your shirts off. I don't know. I've never seen it. No. Shirts on or shirts off. Not healthy. <laughs>
5: yeah.
6: So that's coming up uh, later on today. So it's a very exciting day. Very exciting day on Sid and Friends in the morning. And, of course, the lovely, the beautiful Liz Pipko will be back for her second consecutive show. She goes back to Miami tonight. Back to really uh, more than – it's really uh, Palm Beach. She, Her husband, Darren, works with Donald Trump, and she's with the Trumps all the time. So, well, she'll be back. But talking about Donald Trump, we did play one of those cuts in the open. And we got a whole bunch of Trump from CPAC on Saturday. But I, I really liked the part when he talked about how, when he's president, if he wins again, he will end the Russia Ukraine conflict in one day. And this has been an ongoing fight. You know, I think he actually said that Putin decided to go into Ukraine when. The United States had that lazy and deadly exit from Afghanistan. Peter King made the same stupid point here about a week ago. And I don't care if Trump says it or who says it. It was not a matter of if for Putin going into Ukraine once Joe Biden won. It was a matter of when it was not a matter of if. He didn't need to see 13 dead Americans in Afghanistan. He was licking his chops the day that Biden won. I don't care what King says. I don't care what Trump says, what anybody says. Clearly obvious. The whole world is on fire since Biden won. And it would have happened whether 13 Americans died in Afghanistan or not. It was never a matter of if. It was a matter of when. So Trump goes on to say, I- I'll end this in one day. I'm yelling and screaming, enough with the money and the weapons and the photo ops. I'm sick of Zelensky. I don't trust him, not as far as I can see him. And although I feel horrible for the Ukrainian people, it's not our war. I don't care if Putin gains territory in Ukraine. He's not going into Poland. He's not. He's, he may be crazy, but he's not suicidal. He's not about to go into a NATO country. He's just not going to do it. He's not. So all this money and all this weaponry and all this nonsense basically kowtowing to a madman. I thought we didn't do business with terrorists. Please. Trump says one day it'll be all over. That's it. I love this. This is a Donald Trump Lewis cut number eight.
2: I'm the only candidate who can make this promise. I will prevent and very easily World War III, very easily. And you're gonna have World War III, by the way. You're gonna have World War III. If something doesn't happen fast, you're gonna have World War III. Before I even arrive at the Oval Office, I will have the disastrous war between Russia and Ukraine settled. It will be settled quickly, quickly. I will get the problem solved and I will get it solved in rapid order and it will take me no longer than one day. I know exactly what to say to each of them. I got along with very well with them. I got along very well with Putin, even though I'm the one that ended his pipeline. Remember they said Trump is giving a lot to Russia, really? Putin actually said to me, if you're my friend, I'd hate like hell to see you as my enemy.
6: One more. That's the Russia talk. Let's uh, play cut number three. Donald Trump at CPAC on Saturday night. Now he talks about the Chinese. Lou Rapino. Donald Trump. Cut number three.
2: And I will implement a four year plan to phase out all Chinese imports of essential goods and gain total independence from China. We have to do it. We have to do it. I will hold China financially accountable for unleashing the China virus upon the world. And I will again withdraw from the WHO, which stands for We Hide Outbreaks. We Hide Outbreaks.
6: Boy, he is so right. The WHO, the CDC, all of them. Fakes, phonies, liars, all of them. Donald Trump, Champion right there, folks. So once again, my Knickerbockers riding a nine game winning streak. Adonis Creed, Danielle Rosenberg, and Donald Trump, all champions on the champion edition of Sitting Friends in the Morning. We're Champs too. number one here in New York City, number one, whether you want to believe it or not, like it or not. We're number one. It's a Champion Monday, Sitting Friends in the Morning on Talk Radio 77, WABC.
5: We are the champions No time for losers Cause we are the champions
9: Of the world Sit in
1: friends in the morning 77 WABC Bring it
10: Mark Ready set, Let's go. Dance, go, grow. I know you know. I go, psycho, when my new joint hit. Just can't sit. Gotta get jiggy with it. That's it. The honey, honey, come ride. DK Y. All up in my eye. You got a to bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend. Let's spin.
11: Hey, by looking at me, glancing at the kid. Will Wish Smith. Jig. Here
6: that's so much to cover six, today. Trump, Haley, a bunch of folks at CPAC. The mayor, who I spoke to yesterday, Eric Adams. On CNN, he did a very good job yesterday. State of the Union. A lot of personal stuff, too. But uh, this is a uh, oh, also Ray Kelly. A tremendous interview by my guy, John Katsimatidis, yesterday on Round Roundtable. Former police commissioner, the longest tenured ever, Ray Kelly, who I like a lot. Not a huge fan of his kid, but I love Ray. He was on with John, and that was great. I want to play some of that. But Will Smith is a big story today. As I've said once before, my wife is in a hotel room in Japan right now watching the Chris Rock special on Netflix. She's about 30 minutes in. She says it's great. He really goes after the woke culture more than Will Smith. That comes at the very end. He just completely annihilates the woke culture, which, of course, we all like that. But the Will Smith stuff is the stuff that's getting all the headlines. Noam did a really good
5: job with it early this morning. Is that the What is the name of that show? Early News? It is called the 77 wabc News Hour with Noam Layden. That's a lot of words. It, it is, yeah, man. It is. No. It's it's like sitting like
6: friends in the morning. Just call it the
5: Sid Rosenberg
6: Show. I mean, how many? It's, it's clear I've got a lot of friends. Yeah. Politics, sports, actors, entertainers. Just call it the Sid Rosenberg Show. You know, it's funny. When I got the job at WNEW back in uh, 2000, they hired me and Scott Kaplan, and they named the show The Sports Guys. So I remember I went to my boss, Jeremy Coleman, who's was at SiriusXM for many years, and I said, you know, when you name the show The Sports Guys, you're basically telling me and my partner that you're going to fire us eventually, and just put somebody else in there, and you the names don't matter. It's The Sports Guys. And he said, oh, stop, you're being silly. Long after me and Scott were both fired, guys like Craig Carton. Richard Neer, Scott Farrell, all hosted that show, and it was called The Sports Guys. So I don't want to do Sid and Friends. I want it to be The Sid Rosenberg Show, because quite frankly, as good as the other people are, am I arrogant, brash here in saying that the show was clearly me? Is that that arrogant?
5: No. Well, look, I guess they could call it Lou and Friends, if they were to push you out, just like they could change <laughs> the name of my show to 77 WABC News Hour with Lou Ruffino. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. It should be the Gnome News Hour. Uh, can it you even pitch
6: has a that nice to alliteration: yes. Nome News. That's what I thought. When they put your name on it, you start to feel like you. Oh, now my name is on it. It is Sid. Right. But the Friends part I could do without. But that's fine. You, are, you have no name on yourself. That was your idea. No, it was them. not my idea. No. Uh, it I'm, wasn't? No, but I, I like it. I mean, I, I'm okay with it. I'd much rather have the Sid Rosenberg show or Sid in the morning. Fine, change it. I can't do that. Or the Sid show. How it's about your that?
8: show. It's not my show. How about the morning show with no, Sid? John
6: Katzmatidis owns this show. I work for John. I don't own anything.
8: Uh, uh, all right. And I You're love done. John
6: and Margot, well, so then whatever. I don't have the authority to do it. If I had the authority to do stuff here, believe me, a lot of stuff would be different, as you all well know. But I don't. So, anyway, the uh, the Will Smith this morning. Name one. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to. Come on. I I've already Come on. have a million times on the air. It's not like I'm scared to say it.
10: No, no I, t- I just like hearing one or two.
6: <laughs> I know. Uh, my show, just a few things I would change, and the station, about two or three. Anyway, Noam, tell me, uh, give me the Will Smith uh, stuff. Uh, actually, the Chris Rock stuff, talking about Will Smith.
5: Yeah, this is the uh, last, like, ten minutes of the stand-up. This is the only the stuff that we can play, because some of it it's just so many things that have to beep out and you wouldn't understand what was
6: I, going I, on. I heard Phil trying to cut it up this morning for us. Every other word was the F word. Yeah, Every or, or other the N word. N-word.
5: Yeah. Right. So, the N-word, right. So here's a little bit that I can play.
10: Y'all know what happened to me, getting smacked by Suge Smith. You know, you know what people <laughs> say? They always say, uh, words
8: hurt. Anybody that says words hurt has never been
2: punched in the face. <laughs> <laughs>
6: That's funny. And believe me, I've been there too. October 2003, I got punched in the face at 8 o'clock in the morning by Bernard McGurk in front of a lot of people on MSNBC television. We are coming live this morning from my late partner, the great Bernard McGurk Studios. So I've been there, but I knew it was coming, unlike Chris Rock, who was surprised punched by Will Smith. What else did he say? The people I didn't hurt, it still hurts. Will Smith played Muhammad Ali in a movie. You think I'll audition for that part? (laughs) That's a funny line, too. Uh, He also, I guess, went on to really attack Jada Pinkett. We'll get that later. And he said, you know, Will Smith rushing up on stage to punch me in defense of his wife when all she does is kind of publicly cheat on him.
5: That's a bit rough, Noah. Noah. He he cheated. uh, She cheated on him with her son's friend. Oh I mean, it doesn't God. get any more intense than oh that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine?
6: They've got an open marriage, whatever that is. That is when, I guess, both both the man and the woman have sex with other people. Right. And uh, the other one is okay with it, which I find to be completely crazy. Yeah, it doesn't work. I mean, it's, it's insane. Like, I've had friends. I'm not going to name this person. But I had a friend once in Florida. And her and her husband would go to these swingers clubs. And the husband found it really... Sexy when his wife would go into a, a club with him and strangers would have sex with her right in front of him. And that's what these swingers clubs do. You go to these clubs and that's what happens. I can't believe how sick these people are. I mean, it's fun to get with your girlfriend or even then It's
10: kind of sick, But
5: Well, with Jada Pinkett, what was so intense about it is she cheated on, well, or maybe they have this open relationship. So he, she had an affair with her son's friend. And then she has a show on Facebook where she then spoke about that affair with Will on this Facebook Live thing. So, I mean, it doesn't get any more oh humiliating my God, than that. It really yeah. doesn't. And then how did Meghan Markle get involved in this? Uh, she, no, she's not involved. She just, uh, uh, Chris Rock just goes after her so hard oh, okay. during the, the comedy special. Oh, okay, yeah. so he
6: goes after Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, Meghan Markle, and the woke culture. Yeah, it's great. I love all four of those, yeah. I mean I can't I can't fight with any one of those. All four are relatively despicable. No?
5: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The Jada Pinkett thing is just like what? You go I mean it's one thing that you you know have an open relationship and but then you fool around with your son's friend and then you talk about it on Facebook Live with your husband, really? <laughs> Do you have that? I I could find it. I don't yeah, have to right that. now. Yeah, I wanna get that. That
6: sounds great. Well thank you, Noam, for sure. that. Uh once again, folks, you can check out Gnome's news. I've renamed it Gnome's News, 5 o'clock every morning before me. And uh, as much as I did love that Valentine, she was terrific, Gnome has already made a major difference in less than a month in the ratings. So thank you, uh, Gnome Layton. Great job. Folks, we've got uh, traffic coming up next. Dove Hikened. he's going to hop on, talk about Eric Adams and religion in schools. But first, it is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to my man, John Katsimatidis. I told you, Katz Roundtable, 8 a.m. every Sunday morning. He did a great interview with uh, Ray Kelly yesterday. But he did some other stuff as well. John Katsimatidis, Round Roundtable, that's where common sense prevails. Every Sunday morning, starting at 8, always telling both sides of the story. Here John talks with Admiral James Stavridis. Admiral, what's more important to China, its relationship
9: with Russia or its relationship with, uh, with the West? You know, you have put your finger on the big question. And I think in Beijing, you see mixed signals right now. So on the one hand, you see a China that is putting forth a peace plan in Ukraine that is um, at least in, in some ways seeking to work with the united states and and why are they doing that not out of the goodness of their heart but because they know that's the path to grow their economy
8: this
1: is sid on sports oh my goodness. sponsored by fearless boilers on 77 wabc
11: Justin Ellick here with your bottom-of-the-hour sports update. Again, sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They are America's best-built boilers. What a night it was last night for the Knicks out in Boston, beating the current two-seed Celtics by a score of 139 to 129, I should say, after not one, but two overtimes. Here's what the final seconds sounded like, courtesy of ESPN.
10: This is the set he ran, hitting that game-winning three against Philadelphia. Tatum, kick, Orford! No, that's it! The Knicks outlast the Celtics in Boston! 131-129
6: the final in two overtimes! And it's nine straight victories for your father's Knicks.
11: The win does indeed make it nine straight, which is season high for New York. They'll try and make it double digits when they welcome in the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow night. Sitting just two games back of the Knicks for fifth place in the Eastern Conference is your Brooklyn Nets, who also secured a victory last night in the form of a 102-86 whooping of the aforementioned Hornets at home. The win marks Brooklyn's second straight, and they'll try and build on the momentum tomorrow night in Houston when they tip it off with the Rockets on the ice. The Devils needed overtime to take down the Coyotes in Arizona by a score of 5 to 4. The Devs are flirting with the two-seed in the Eastern Conference, currently just two points behind the now second-place Carolina Hurricanes. They'll try and close the gap tomorrow night at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And a quick look at college basketball action yesterday as well. Rutgers falls at home to Northwestern, final score being 65-53. to 53. Here with sports, again, sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. They are America's best-built boilers. And I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC
1: this is sit in friends in the morning How many of us have 77 WABC <laughs>
6: I'm as free as a burden. I'll tell you one thing. If somebody big dies in the music industry, like Taylor Hawkins a couple of months ago, Foo Fighters drummer, Lou Rafino, who I believe is uh, the best ever, ever at his position, and has done an incredible job. No one ever replaces Bernard McGurk, but Lou as that second has been outstanding. And the ratings show, ratings have never been better on this show, ever. So I came in this morning, and he told me that Gary Rossington died. And who was that uh, exactly, Lewis? He was the last original member of Leonard Skinner.
8: Did. So they're all dead. Now, yes, of the original lineup. A couple of the Van Zant brothers. and uh, No relation to Stephen Van Zandt. No, no, they're not related to no. Stephen Van He survived the plane crash also.
6: Which plane? Oh, the, the, plane the crash Skinner Right, He died, a right. A couple of
8: members right. and uh, the manager and the uh, sister, I think, of yeah. one of them. It yeah. Was Brutal. Yeah, it was crazy. It was brutal.
6: So they're all dead.
8: Yeah. Wow. But he's on that. He That's one of his trademark things on um Freebird. Free the guitar slide. <laughs> I
6: love that. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. He was a very talented guy. He was 71. Yeah. I think he oh. had heart issues. All the good ones are dying, Lewis. All the good ones are dying. Before we get to a Dove hiking, Elizabeth Pipko is back in studio. She's heading back to Palm Beach uh, later on today. Get to Dove in a minute. Last time you were here on Friday We were getting ready for the big weekend. Trump was about to speak Saturday at CPAC. That day, Nikki Haley, you made the point, had the difficult um, deal of speaking in between Kimberly Gilfoyle and Laura Trump. And then we were getting ready, of course, for the other big donor convention at the Breakers with DeSantis and Tim Scott and those types of folks. Turns out Nikki Haley spoke at both. But you made the point Friday morning. She's in trouble speaking in between Trump's two soon-to-be daughter-in-laws, and sure enough, she had to deal with a bunch of Trump hecklers at CPAC on Friday.
12: Yeah, it's it's a very strange situation to be in to have to compete, you know, for attention at some event with the children of the person you're competing with.
6: Yeah. Not even him; it's the kids, right?
12: Multiple but, kids, it wasn't one? It was right, three. it was both of them.
6: Oh, three and of them. Don was there right, too. Junior Don Jr. also, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it, it's they call it CPAC, but at this, they must have just call it the Trump event. They've
12: been calling it T-PAC.
6: A tea pack. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. There you go. And he was great on Saturday, yes? Yes,
12: yes. He was great.
6: Yeah. If he wasn't, would you say so?
12: Yeah, I always do. No, you don't. No. Always do. <laughs> yeah.
6: Okay. We'll get back to you. I have lots to discuss with you, including my photo shoot, because uh, not that long ago, you were on the cover of Harper's Bazaar. You're like a real model. I'm a uh, half-assed model. You're a real model. Should I be nervous this morning? Never. No, never. never. Okay. All right. We'll see. I am nervous. Here is uh, Dove Huykend. Uh There was a nice uh, story. Uh, the mayor, Eric Adams, came out and, of course, was uh, angry at folks who don't want religion in school. I agree with the mayor, and I think Dove Hyken does too. Dove, Sid Rosenberg, Elizabeth Pipko on a Monday morning. How are you, buddy? Good morning, Sid. Liz, good to be both of you. Nice uh, to have you too. So you sent me the story about uh, Eric Adams uh, getting angry with folks who got angry with him because he liked to see more religion in school, he believes, that kids are better when that is in their life, and the take I took from your text was, at least on this case, you agree with the mayor.
13: Yes. Oh, I totally agree with the mayor. Uh, you know the uh, the idea that exists today on the left, especially within the Democratic Party, uh, you know, you know, it's not about supporting any particular religion. It's about what religion is all about, the values in religion. And there are those who just want to remove that, completely separate that. And I think we see the repercussions of that in terms of what's going on in society. So I think the mayor, who's liberal, uh, Democrat, uh, I think he was right on target. Uh, Yesterday, in one of the Sunday programs, uh, uh, he, uh, you know, sort of changed his tone a little bit uh, after being pressured by, of course, uh, to me, the infamous ACLU, uh, American Civil Liberties Union, that criticized him for his remarks. But again, uh, you know, it's the Jewish community and communities like the ones I represent for 36 years that historically have had a real problem uh, in terms of church and state, in terms of church uh, you know, being, you know, getting involved where the Jewish community, uh, was not as secure, uh, historically, I'm talking about. But, but within the Jewish community today, uh, it, it's universal within the Orthodox community, uh, the traditional communities that having the values of religion are very, very important for our kids, for adults, for everyone. So I agree with the mayor, uh, for sure.
6: You know, you make up the uh, the Jewish religion, though, and yeshivas have come under fire from the critics. Of course, they don't like Jews. but uh, And they say that uh, the kids are learning too much Hebrew, whether it's Hamash or Talmud, whatever it is, and not getting the proper English education. You know, there's been a fight going on for years, and they're trying to change that. Me, I went to Solomon Schechter High School. I got to school at 8 o'clock in the morning, Church Avenue and East 5th Street. Didn't leave until 5 o'clock at night. Got all the English I needed, all the math, all the science, all the social studies. I did spend time on Hebrew studies, but I did both. There was never an issue as to whether or not I was prepared for college. So my question, Dove, is what exactly are these people talking about?
13: Well, look, uh, it's the New York Times in particular that has led the, the, the charge, and I, I mean nonstop charge, uh, directing You know, their attention to the worker's community, to these yeshivas, like there aren't any other problems anywhere else uh, in education. Look, public education in New York is an absolute disaster, absolute failure. That is a fact. The kids in public school, public school, you know, are, are just failing at a rate that is beyond belief. And we spend more money per student in New York than anywhere in the United States, and we're failing. Look, I, too, uh, said Likers, I went to, uh, uh, not Psalm and Shasser, I actually went to some Hasidic schools as a kid. That's a long story how I ended up there, but I did. I went to a place called Bishnitz and Belz. those so are two Hasidic groups. Uh, I was in those schools. I was in the Das And uh, let me tell you, uh, you know, we started school. Education in the Jewish community uh, It's the most important thing in the world. Our kids being educated, learning, studying, reading, that's what we're all about. That's what the Jewish people are all about. So, all this concentration on trying to stick things down the throats of the Orthodox community of these yeshivas uh, is, uh, to me, sort of a veiled, you know, a little bit uh, of uh, about those Jews, you know, those Jews, you know, the identifiably <laughs> yeah. people who are Jewish. So, uh, you know, I have a real problem with that. Now, if you would ask me, can certain schools do better than they do of course but isn't that true for the public schools i mean to, let us just look at the failure rate within the public school system in new york it is a disaster it is an embarrassment but we don't want to concentrate on that why why are kids failing in the public schools No. how many articles uh, uh, how many articles have there been in the new york times page 1 over the past year or two The ones against the Orthodox community, the Haredi schools, it's nonstop. I mean, there was another one, I I believe it was yesterday, it's nonstop. So there is an agenda, there is no question. Do we we all need to do better? Yes, of course.
6: I'll tell you, too, not just uh, the Jewish schools, is it nonstop? The critique, as you mentioned, dove uh, predominantly in the New York Times. But the Jewish attacks haven't stopped. I mean, you're on at this point just about every two weeks because there's another horrible anti-Semitic attack somewhere in this city, mostly in this city, but all across the country. And they're not slowing down. I know the mayor did speak about it. The police commissioner, Shul, she spoke about it. The mayor even went to a conference in Greece to try to figure out with world leaders how to stop anti-Semitism. But it's not slowing down, not even a little.
13: Yeah. By the way, Sid, did he figure it out in Greece?
6: What do you mean? He <laughs> yeah. I mean, didn't we, figure it out. He no. went all the way to Greece <laughs> to figure it out, to get ideas. <laughs> yeah. Did he figure it out? No, I don't think uh, he do did. We,
10: no,
13: It's, like, it's the best-kept secret. Uh, you know, like, he went to Greece, okay, came back with a plan. Is there a plan? Is there an approach to deal with the problem, as you point out, Sid? And, and God bless you, and, and, and really for for being there for everyone, for all people, and for the Jewish people. You know, you are a proud Jew and I love you for that. Uh, Thank you. that's who you are. you heart, your soul, everything. But look, attacks upon the Jewish people, nationwide, worldwide, again, it's like non stop. Most people don't follow it. I do. And it's like just attack a Jew. We just had a we just had some good news. We had a guy, this guy Mosood uh, just got sentenced on Friday. This is like an exceptional thing. We talk about no consequences for Jew hatred. We just had a guy get sentenced to 18 months in prison. That that should be headlines in every single newspaper because it never happens. You attach Jews, no consequences. What happened here in this case, how did that happen? How did anyone get 18 months for beating up on Jews? It was, the reason is it became a federal case, a civil rights case, thank God. Because if the case is happening in Manhattan with D.A. Bragg, or many other D.A.'s in New York, nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens. You get slapped on the wrist, if even then. Yeah. But we finally got this guy, Massoud who admitted in, he admitted that he was directing people. you got to hear this. It's this amazing. He was directing people to beat up on Jews, but this is what he said. Don't say dirty Jew. you got to stay with from the word jew. Just call them a Zionist because if you say jew, then it is a uh, then you move into an area where it is a racist attack. A hate crime. This is what the guy was doing yeah. he was inst- right he was instructing the bad guys who were going to beat up on Jews don't use the word jew you know we and then he said we all we hate Jews.
6: Jeez, unbelievable well um good for him i'm glad he got the 18 months it's always great catching up with you dove hiking you too are not just a, a great jew but a great man i love you to pieces thank you for hopping on on this monday morning stay safe we'll talk again very soon buddy thank you thank you
13: good being with you
6: thank you dove hiking we uh, not, he was great little bit of a phone issue i don't know if that's him or the station i know the station's having some issues and I've got and I got Curtis Sleeway, well, he's live in studio, that's fine. Uh obviously Liz is live in studio, that's fine. But we've got Rich Lowry and Alan Dershowitz on the phones. And uh can't be like that, so you'll
10: we'll have to figure it out. We'll
6: figure it out. Yeah. Or we won't. Or you're right. <laughs> you know I mean? Sid and friends, what do right. you want? <laughs>
8: You I got get a fun. photo shoot coming up. You got a yeah, lot going true. on. That's
6: true. You have a photo shoot coming up. You um, you're a very Jewish person. You told us <laughs> on very Jewish, like you even like yeah. observe Shabbos. Like I couldn't believe when I heard this on Friday. But I don't believe that uh, down in Florida, where you live, not far from the Trump compound, that you guys have nearly the amount of issues we have with Jews here in New York City. Do you?
12: I don't think so. I also think it's just a different. Situation: We don't walk outside on the street as much. Everyone's in a car, so there aren't as many opportunities. For but they have, they have to walk to school
6: on Saturday in right. Miami. And they do. Uh, they do. And they're not getting beat up at the rate they are here in New York, are they?
12: Uh, thank God, no. Not as many people you are. You know
6: why? Because Ron DeSantis is a great governor. And that's why he's going to be a great president, right?
12: Yep. <laughs> sure.
6: It's too early for this. Yeah, I know. I know. Believe me, they're already on CNN going, DeSantis versus Trump. Here we go. I don't know. I didn't hear DeSantis' speech this weekend. He was at the Club for Growth at the Breakers. And I know he spoke. He told me that Nikki Haley spoke at both. But um, it was private, right? So we can't hear any of that audio.
12: I believe it's a private event for mostly donors. Yeah.
6: Only the donors. So if he went ballistic on Trump, which he would never do, he wouldn't do that. But if he did, he wouldn't even know.
12: I mean, I'm sure someone would leak something because nothing right. is safe. But no, we most likely would not know.
6: And who all spoke there? It was DeSantis.
12: I believe Tim Scott was yeah, there. I think yeah. Mike Pence might have been. Mike there. Pence, yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. And Nikki Haley spoke at both. I think so. She yeah. needs that much help, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
12: I, mean, I didn't want to say it. But
6: yeah. yeah. And they've got all these other folks now about to jump in. Like uh, they're asking this weekend, Asa Hutchinson, a former governor of Arkansas. I mean, how silly is that? Like, he, he's not going to get 1%, not 1%. Right.
12: I didn't know who it was until I saw people pushing for him to run. Right. Which tells you all you need to know.
6: There's a uh, mayor in, in Maryland that they're going crazy over, and, like, none of these people have a chance. Right.
12: And uh, I think it's, it's known that the more people that enter, the easier it is for Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm not sure why they're pushing for it when they hate him that much, but at least they're having fun. Right? Yes, they are.
6: He uh, <laughs> vanquished 16 people going back to 2016. We'll do it again, folks. You keep yep. hopping in. This guy, Chris Sununu, he's the biggest joke of all out of New Hampshire. This guy can't poll at one percent, and he's yelling and screaming, Donald Trump can't win. I find that funny. Anyway, big 7 o'clock hour about to come your way. Curtis Slewa as he is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday back in studio. Bill O'Reilly's morning message, and the editor of the National Review, Rich Lowry. It's a very exciting 7 o'clock hour on a Monday morning with us. sitting friends on Talk Radio seventy-seven. WABC. 707 on your Monday morning. This goes out to my beautiful wife, Danielle Rosenberg, as we are speaking, watching the Chris Rock special on Netflix in a hotel room in Tokyo, Japan, after completing the marathon two days ago and becoming the less than one percent of marathon runners who get the Abbott trophy for completing the six majors, as I mentioned earlier, like golf and tennis. There are majors in marathon running. There are six of them, New York, Boston, Chicago, London, Berlin, and Tokyo. And Danielle has done all six, 37 marathons in all, and uh, can now retire. She won't. I'm sure she'll still do one or two marathons a year, but she now has the Abbott Trophy. So congratulations, Danielle. Proud of you. Love you. Now, it is uh, 7.08 on this Monday morning. Saturday, I wanted to go back home to Rockaway. My man, Rich Clift, is still working on my house. It's going to be gorgeous. Should be completed now sometime in May, quicker than I thought. And Saturday, of course, was the annual St. Paddy's Day Parade in Rockaway. So me and Lou had discussions about possibly going together. Then the weather was bad, supposedly. The forecast was bad. So Gabe and I decided not to make the trip, because Danielle's not here to drive us, into Queens. So I live in Bell Harbor. I wasn't there. Louis lives in Rockaway. He wasn't there, but guess who was there? The mayor, Eric Adams. Oh, oh,
10: oh, you, uh, met you, oh, you, oh, oh, Curtis. I dominated was there too. that parade. I got, went up and down three times before I had to come back here and join Anthony Weiner three times up and down. I'm looking for you. I'm banging on a door. I'm not gonna say where. Yeah. Uh, I happen to know you lived there. I, I know that now. I didn't know you knew
6: exactly where my house was until oh, you, you, you texted me on
10: Saturday, and what was my exact quote to you? Mm, if you dare, I will kill you. <laughs> that, was threat, yeah, that, that was a threat. That was a threat. Yeah. That was from the days of Murder Incorporated, <laughs> Lefty and Girl, when the Jews were the toughest. But come on, now you're an accountant, so you're, you know, come on. But anyway. So I'm banging on the door, and the cop goes, what's, what's the problem? I say, uh, this is the house of uh, the former Mayor Abraham Bean. I wanted to see if his ghost was here to bring him out here for the parade. Because he lived funny. in the Ponzi. He did? Yeah, in the Ponzi, which is about uh, uh, about seven blocks from That's me. It. I mean, yeah. You the, know, on your way to reach Park there where you yeah. used to hang out, I used to hang out and say, Bay 1, wow, they're all new, Bay 2. Guys are rolling out their tar paper here. This is the gay <laughs> beach. What happened out there in Reese Park?
6: Yeah. the uh, What's his name? Joe Murray, my dear friend, the great attorney. He lives in the Ponset. No, he's not.
10: We're he not a great not? attorney. I know. I know he's something about He's a great attorney, very dear, dear yes, friend, who happened to represent a guy who filled my lower intestines with five hollow point bullets.
6: Well, let me just say this to you. You know how much I love you. You're on the show three times a week. I give you the deserved credit for helping getting me back to New York, and I really do care about you personally, but you deserved every bullet you got in your stomach that day. In fact, almost every day you say something that is deserved of you getting Let shot you in the me tell you something streets.
10: about your attorney friend. <laughs> he, he actually sprung, Michael like Iannotti. He's out there to try to finish his job. Hey, Iannati. Why don't you go for some target practice? You tried to shoot me in the head, and you missed. (laughs) No, they they wanted you to suffer. They didn't want you to die. Oh, really? You know who else lives right over there? Another good friend of
6: yours, talking about uh, my friend, the mayor, who I did congratulate yesterday after a great appearance
10: on CNN yesterday morning. For what? What? Prairie school. Oh, he was great. He was great. Hold hold on. You remember that famous scene in Cheech and Chong? Class! Class! You mean to tell me you're going to get teachers from the Union of Failed Teachers, right, to actually do a prayer in school? They don't do the national anthem, the Pledge of Allegiance. Have you ever been into a homeroom classroom? It is total chaos. Uh, Students, we're going to do a prayer now. F you, I ain't doing nothing. (laughs) Okay, fine. Okay. Maybe that'll gonna, happen. That doesn't here. mean you what don't try. Think? What does he think? You're at Solomon Shekhar? Uh, no. We're going to uh, dive in, We're uh, going to read Torah, Talmud. <laughs> that don't happen in the public schools. It's the Blackboard Jungle. They bring in their nines. I can just see this. We're going to say a prayer. Oh, okay. I won't bring my nine millimeter in with my two clips in ha- my fanny pack. You have to
6: pack. start somewhere. Not every one of those kids has a gun. Some of those kids are good kids. Some are on
10: the fence, and religion only helps. So oh, He was he- great. I- I'll tell you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what, because you've decided that that's the case, mm-hmm. we're going to enroll Gabe when he's of high school age in Far <laughs> Rockaway. He's going to be a seahorse. Far Rockaway! <laughs> the poor kid will be running for his you, life every day. You know what's funny? I almost put Gabe in St.
6: Francis. Now, we're Jewish. He doesn't really belong in St. Francis, but it's such a good school.
10: St. Francis de Salle? That's correct. Oh, my God. Yes, almost. You were not there to put your finger (laughs) in the holy water and make it percolate. But talking about the mayor, his
6: uh, former chief of staff, a very good friend of mine, the great Frank Carone. Oh, the crook. Yeah, no, he's not a crook. His brother, Anthony... Lives uh, right there too, only a couple blocks away from me. Oh, the mini
10: meat crook <laughs> was he in his hot tub? I noticed the Italians weren't out there for the St. Patrick's Day parade. Why is that? You know, and you know, let me let, let me cut right to the chase. You're there, yeah, yeah. You know, you you get your kibitzing back and forth with Dove Hiking, right? I said, I walk in here. We have Esther here, who's sitting here. <laughs> Here's Sid. I'm saying, I said to Noam Layden out there, who uh, actually you should know is a red diaper doper baby. He used to go to commie camp as a kid. And you know who (laughs) his his camp counselor was? Matt Drudge in communist camp. Yes. I mean, you couldn't be any more anti-Jewish. I said to him when I came in, where's the hamantash? Where's the dreidel? Uh, he's going, could I borrow your red sateen jacket and your red beret? I'm going to a Purim <laughs> party later. What, are you going to have schnapps and sponge cake? Yeah. Well, wait, where's the hamantashen? Why don't you have a Purim parade on Newport? Why don't you ha- yeah, say, hey, you had your St. Patrick's Day parade. We're going to have our Purim parade in honor of one of the worst mayors of all time, the little Jewish nebishy schmendrick, a beam, huh? We could do that. There's actually a really huge jewel,
6: as you know, on, um, I want to say, one... 120-something. Uh, nice Jewish population. A lot of Irish. You know, my next-door neighbor, for example, the great FDNY member, Billy Felton, and his beautiful wife, Jackie. Some Italians, Joe and Maria Ferenti, lived by down by the, the block from I me. Saw
10: Jackie outside of your house. She was stretched out. He had a bottle of Jameson no, no, in one that, hand, that and that, Jackie, in another Jack, hand. Jackie is Billy's wife, sweetheart. What the <laughs> uh, hell? It doesn't matter. They were all half in the bag. Yeah. You know that. Well,
6: talking about half in the bag, you're going to have to explain one video that for some reason... You put up like you were proud of this on Saturday. Here you are. You're crushing Eric Adams every opportunity with me, beating up my friends at Corones, all these people. And you, you son of a bitch, you take a video with the worst person God ever created, the Attorney General, Letitia James, where you're smiling and exchanging pleasantries and dancing and hugging. What was that? Hold on!
10: I was not doing an Irish jig. I've never done an Irish uh, jig you, in were my life. you were close. You were know, close. You know because did you did you listen to what I was saying? Yeah, you weren't tough at saying, all. You were giggling. Where's the mayor? Where's Eric? You and were she pushed me away and said, "Why don't you go some arrest arrest some criminals?" And I said, "If I did arrest the criminals, you'd turn them loose." I didn't, didn't see that part. Of it. No, you, you didn't
6: put that up. There. Oh
10: yes, that no, was. No, what, oh, I'm telling you, Sid. <laughs> You know, you should take a menorah and you should impale yourself today. Graduate of Solomon Schechter, right? You all like dove hiking. Oh, you didn't mention Poly Prep Day School, $60,000 a year with all the Gentiles, right? Trying to get you in trouble. Oh, I'm a proud graduate of Solomon Schechter. Where is the hamantash? Where's the Dradles? Where is the Purim Parade? Two days. You got a day to make up for that, huh? Well, the one thing about you is you are very good to the Jewish people.
6: You do care about
10: the Jewish people. I mean, you care about everybody. I'm not only good. I gave you two back to your tribe. (laughs) I gave you Carter, who had his bar mitzvah, and I even transferred them from the conservative synagogue, because I'm sitting there with the rabbi there in the canter, uh, and it's in Forest Hills, and I say... Does my check bounce? Oh, no, no, it's uh, for Hebrew school. It's always good. And you're not going to let me up to the beamer for my son's mom. And t- no, no, we can't. You're, you're a Gentile. I said, oh, I'll tell you what. From now on, my check won't bounce at a reform synagogue. who <laughs> Father <laughs> you. I stood there with Carter. Hunter's now 12. He's got a year to go. He's already dominating. I gave you two back to your tribe. Anthony, he's ours. He's RC, real Christian. Now, I received
6: a text. and of um, Thank you for that. I do appreciate that. I also received a uh, text Oh, how you.
10: grateful you are. You're like, you, you yeah, just yeah, flipped fine. that off. Yeah. I mean, for all the people <laughs> we've taken out of your tribe over the years, for all the programs, right, and I finally do something right for the fine.
6: Gentiles, I give you two back. Well, you hang out with Letitia James, and we don't like her because she does not put the people who beat up the Jews away. She lets them right back on the street. So even though you do things for the Jews, we're not exactly thrilled with you in that respect. Look, look, don't, don't, don't even, don't
10: even what, try that. What is this? I am, how am a righteous how can you Gentile. Possibly,
6: how can you possibly blame me, which you did on Friday, after the great Kellyanne Conway oh, God,
10: what a shanda.
6: made her debut on this program? And let me tell you, it was great. You blame me for, yes, for her yes.
10: getting a divorce? Yeah, right before the <laughs> Sabbath, right before the Sabbath. You even went on and on. Say, "Oh, it's great to have you on for the very first time. Make it a habit. And within an hour her husband's living listening over in Alpine, Alpine, New Jersey <laughs> along the Palisades Park where they have no addresses there because they don't want anybody to know who lives there because they're so wealthy. And he filed those papers on Kellyanne Conway for divorce. That's true. Within an hour of her appearance with you, Sid. That is you true. are a home wreck. <laughs> <laughs> the, t- the timing was a little
6: auspicious. So I'll give you that. Here was another text I got from you on Friday, Curtis. Every once in a while you do text me. He says, uh, everybody for this list, Sid, watch your back. Greg Kelly Rudy Giuliani and yours truly are set to launch a coup d'etat against you. Some caller called it out. The Ides of March will soon be upon you,
10: say right. What is this latest threat? Well, March 15 is upon us. 15th. You better be hiding on that day, <laughs> on March 15th. Think of it like um, Good Friday, when all the oh. Jews hide under their Castro convertibles because we <laughs> Gentiles have flashbacks. We're saying, Where's Pilot when we need him? Where's Punch's Pilot when we need him? Anyway, the fact is, um, on March 15th, now. just like Julius Caesar was strutting down the street, and he was looking at all the senators who were surrounding him in a very unfriendly way as they were reaching into their togas. And he'd say, hey, two Brutus? And then they took the shivs out, and they kept stabbing him over and over and over <laughs> like it was a jailhouse more. And I'm telling you. My very dear Kumbhati, Chich, Rudy Giuliani, Greg Kelly, and me—three Gentiles—we're going to stick it to you. You're going to be squealing like a well, hazzarai, a
6: pig. But well, wait a second! Now, now, Rudy Giuliani is a dear, dear friend. In fact, I put his son on twice a week, Andrew. That's really for Rudy. Uh, you and I go back—I uh, mean, like two years. And uh, well, Greg's not a big fan, but, but why, why would you? Why would you three? Two of you three,
10: I, I consider clo- uh, close personal friends. Because he will never confide in you. <laughs> Because you speak to Hashem, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, you're like Eric Adams. Oh, I talk to God. Just like Bush 43. Just like Ted Cruz. I talk to God. How come God hangs up on me? You know, God must not be taking my calls because I have Verizon. Just like this. This phone system here, I want to go out and strangle Verizon. What the hell is this? I'm listening to Dove Heiken. I'm saying, does he have an Obama flip phone? No. (laughs) Dove has a good phone. I've seen him before, do interviews internationally all over the world. And we have Mr. Verizon here who's killing us. I'll tell you what, Sid, when I finish here, I'm going to get the piano wire, I'm going to roam the streets, I'm going to find the first <laughs> yeah. Verizon installer, and I'm going to slit his throat because how could you not have a phone system working at the number one new talk station in the nation, WABC? I'm glad you
6: said it. This uh, may have very well been, and I mean this, I say this a lot, I know I do. This may have very well been your greatest performance ever. I don't ever.
10: understand. I try to talk to God every day, and he introduces me to Mr. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it right
6: here, folks. Bill O'Reilly's morning message on which Larry this hour, Alan Dershowitz next hour, and the editor-in-chief of Preferred Health magazine i have got a photo shoot coming up later on today in the 9 o'clock hour. That was the brilliant Curtis Sliwa Noon to one every weekday afternoon, all weekend long. The icon, the legend himself, the great Curtis Slewa. More with me, Sid Rosenberg, and Liz Pipko on the Monday edition of Sid and Friends in the morning. But was some more, Brian Adams.
7: Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Monday, the pathetic showings by Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Chief Christopher Wray last week pretty much prove that the U.S. Department of Justice is corrupt. During an interview with Fox News, Ray was asked why the Hunter Biden investigation has dragged on for three years. Simple question. Ray blamed the U.S. attorney in Delaware and then said he could not comment on the investigation itself. Of course, that's not true. The director of the FBI has the authority to answer general questions about ongoing investigations. You will remember former FBI chief James Comey publicly updating the status of the Hillary Clinton document probe twice. As for Attorney General Garland, he was asked in a Senate hearing why protesters in front of Supreme Court justices' homes were not prosecuted. Garland had absolutely no credible answer. A federal statute passed in 1950, Title 18, Section 1507, makes it illegal for persons to attempt to intimidate federal officials at their homes, something the protesters in front of the court justices were absolutely doing. But Garland declined to pursue the case because the Biden administration did not want him to. By the way, Garland has prosecuted dozens of pro-life demonstrators. So you see, there is massive corruption in the Justice Department. That is the Morning O'Reilly Update. More analysis later on. Sit in friends in the morning.
1: 77 WABC.
13: What is that feeling like when you f- take your fist and you f- pound someone till the point that they pass out
4: it's like drugs right it's like drugs it gives you everything you want yes but it takes back so much more in return what does it take back everything you your get, soul yeah your spirit your so how do you think about them? how do you i want to, to take people's nose and stick it in their brain how do you want to do that if you're humanitarian how do you want to do that to another human being?
10: because you want to kill them
4: right well that's back then yeah right <laughs> Yeah, that's back then yeah. i right? guess no i don't want to hurt any pe- anybody no more
5: like that
6: David Gilmore, the guitarist of Pink Floyd, turned 77 years old today. This is one of the great Pink Floyd songs. Talk about Jew haters. Roger Waters with this band. He really despises the Jews. Comfortably numb, Pink Floyd. And before that, you heard Mike Tyson with Howard Stern. I didn't even know this. I'm looking over the sheet while I'm listening to that song, and it turns out, this is amazing, 38 years ago today, on this day back in 1985... A young boxer by the name of Mike Tyson knocked out Hector Mercedes at 147 of the first round in Albany, New York, to win his very first ever pro fight. 38 years ago today. Didn't even know that when he just played Tyson and Stern together from a couple of weeks ago. I do want to get to this audio from John Matidi's show, The Katz Roundtable, which I did mention earlier. He had one of my favorite people on, former commissioner, longest tenured commissioner, Ray Kelly of the NYPD. And they talked about this deal with the protesters back in 2020, these BLM animals, they end up getting $6 million from the city. They rape, they pillage, they set fires, they caused all kinds of chaos, hurt people, destroyed property, and they're getting 21000 apiece. How does that make any sense that's what John Katsimatidis asked Ray Kelly. Here was Kelly's response. Cut number 20.
9: Now I think it is disgraceful. You remember that well as I do. The city was facing anarchy. The protesters were intent on, on provoking mayhem and grinding the city to, uh, to a halt. There were several days of violent demonstration. Uh, and in this particular case, they violated a curfew that Mayor de Blasio put in for two nights. And the police were forced to, to take uh, aggressive action and make arrests. And by the way, nobody spent any time in, in jail as a result of those uh, arrests. In these citywide riots that lasted quite a while, uh, in, the, in the Bronx, in Manhattan, in Brooklyn, about a 1,000 cops all told were injured. But you're right. I think it's actually the Corporation Council that's looking to to settle this case in settlement. Is all the Corporation Council seems to know when it comes to the NYPD, God forbid they should have to go to trial on, on some case.
6: Hard to believe. Ray Kelly, former police commissioner, and my man, John Katz and catch round Roundtable, 8 a.m. every Sunday morning. The mayor, who I spoke to yesterday, Eric Adams, he was on CNN with Dana Bash, and he talked about the Lori Lightfoot loss in Chicago early last week being a wake up call, not just for Illinois or New York, but for America. Eric Adams, courtesy of CNN Lewis. Cut number 18.
3: I want to talk about what happened in Chicago this week. Your friend, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, she lost, she had a pretty big loss Mm -hmm. in her re-election bid. Uh, You work closely together on a range of issues, particularly on questions of crime. That is an issue that dominated the election in Chicago. What is your takeaway from her loss?
4: Well, I think all of our big cities, I like to say we have three parties, um, Democrat, Republicans, and Mayors. Uh, Mayors, we are closer. We're the closest to the problem. And I stated on the campaign trail and in the city, public safety is a prerequisite to prosperity. Same in Chicago, like New York and many of our big cities across America. That is why we're zero focus, double digit decrease in shootings, double digit decrease uh, in homicides. We we have witnessed this year, uh, particularly the month of Fe- February, all of our index crimes are uh, low, low for the entire year. We are focused on public safety because people want to be safe. They don't feel safe and they're actually safe. Then you're going to lose control of your city.
3: Is what happened to her a warning sign for you here in New York?
4: (laughs) To the contrary, I think it's a warning sign for the country. Uh, Eric Adams has been talking about public safety, not only on the campaign trail, uh, but for the first year. I showed up at crime scenes. I knew what New Yorkers were saying, and I saw it all over the country. I think, if anything... It is really stating that this is what I have been talking about. America,
6: we have to be safe. That's uh, Mayor Eric Adams. So I've got this company I do commercials for, Global Security Group. And these guys train like DEA guys, FBI guys, SWAT teams, military units, the finest cops. These guys are the real deal. And uh, they actually offered me training, free training, 16 hours, because now, thanks to the Supreme Court, it is legal to carry a concealed weapons permit in New York City. So I look over at Liz sitting across from me, the lovely Liz Pipco, and uh, she's one of these people who you think you know, but you just don't. And uh, I mentioned guns and she goes, <laughs> I got nine of them. Is that, is that right, nine?
12: I think in the house, approximately nine.
6: All right, so, so why do you have nine guns?
12: I would say it's a combination of things. Let's just say I'm not some crazy gun enthusiast or anything, but when you realize that no one's out there to protect you except yourself, you have to take matters into your own hands, and I'm 115 pounds. There's only so much damage I can do with my little bony arms.
6: Well, that's arms. true. Right? When you got your husband, Darren, has kind t- of tough. He's not really tough, actually. He's a nice Jewish kid. He's Italian, but he's really Jewish. Um, he said, there's no one out there to protect you, and what's sad about that is that's true. We've got the finest police department in the world here in New York. But these guys have been so castrated. I mean, I got an attorney friend, Joe Tacapina, who I love to death, and all he yells about is when a cop puts somebody in a chokehold. I don't care what they do to these perps. Put them in a chokehold, choke them, hit them with a freaking bat. They're the bad guys. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear that. Maybe once in a while, some innocent guy gets taken out. Eric Garner died because he was six thousand pounds, not because they put him in a chokehold. So you're right. We have cops out there, but they've been castrated. Now we're forced to defend ourselves. So the question to you, Liz, is: You've got nine guns. You're 115 pounds. You're a model. You're beautiful, uh, but you don't seem like the type that know how to fire a gun. You rolled your eyes.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not the type of person to have a gun in the house and not know how to use it either. You know, um, when I lived in New York when I was younger, I. Took kickboxing classes for like seven years. Kickboxing. I wanted to be able to beat the crap out of someone. And Did you
6: actually win ever?
12: Quite a few times. The well, guys
6: let you win. Let's be honest. When my- that's not that's not <laughs> Joe. When I'm being serious, I what? mean you're, you're, dim- you're diminutive. You're, you're kind of you're small. You're not you're not big and bulky. You're not like a, a female but I'm boxer. Crazy. You are so, crazy.
12: Yeah. When my husband met me, I had a, like a giant black bruise on my knee. And when I told him it was uh, that I got it on someone's skull, I think that's what <laughs> he fell in love. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Well, you start. know,
6: there's, there's three types of strength. There's brute strength, mm-hmm. there's old man strength, and there's targe strength. I've got all three, by the way. <laughs> but you clearly have one of those, the, the last one, which is crazy strength. That, that's me. So now you showed me you actually do have a carry permit in the state of Florida. I how do. do you get that?
12: Um, just some paperwork. It's not that complicated. I can only assume how much worse it is to do it in New York. I've actually never... Carried. I have the
6: the permit. permit.
12: I've never done it. Yeah, Did you
6: have to take, like, uh, in New York, it's 16 hours of weekend classes. They bought it to me. It just seems like a lot of work. It's, it's a great deal. Did you do that in Florida? What would you have to do down there? Or?
12: Yeah, it's, um, I don't think 16 hours, but yeah. it's about, like, a five-hour class, and then maybe, like, 20 minutes in the range. You have to show them that you know what you're doing. But I'd already been in the range for years. I used to shoot in Jersey what? when I was younger, so I, I knew what I was doing. What
6: even you used to shoot in Jersey when you were younger? What's going on with you? There's
12: a really great place called Gun for Hire. Check it out if you don't know it. But, yeah, I...
6: Who took you there
12: Myself, my brother and I, you know, you have to, you have to know that if something happens to your family, you'll be able to take care of them, you know?
6: So if somebody breaks into your house, God forbid, God forbid, forbid. down in Florida, Mm -hmm. there's no way that person walks out (laughs) So you got nine guns and you know how to fire every one? Well, like what kind of dipper? You have like a nine millimeter. What kind of guns? Oh, you want to share that? It's up to you. I
12: I have a few different, different things in the family. And you
6: know how to fire every single one. Yes. I Every think. one of them. Okay.
12: Yes. But now, obviously that's
6: last resort. Last course, resort, but. right. Now, what happens if you get in a fight with your husband, Darren? Aren't you afraid that at some point somebody may use something in the cabinet? Or, or that You guys don't get that crazy. Like me and Danielle, somebody's going to die. Oh, I promise you. You two yeah, should, yeah, should not have guns. Yeah, someone's going to have to no. die.
8: Right. But, no, no. no <laughs> yeah, right.
12: No. right. I, I think no. my mouth. Honestly, it would, kill Dar- like, it would hurt Darren more than any gun. Yeah, so I can't
6: believe have. you You have a big mind. Ma- I can't believe that about you. You seem so sweet when you're here in the I, studio. I
12: seem very yeah. sweet. But yeah. you're not really like that. <laughs>
6: no. You're a maniac. And you when fire I'm guns. Angry.
12: When I'm angry, I'm quite the maniac. How
6: often are you angry?
12: Like 98% of the time. <laughs>
8: She's got the crazy strength. Oh, my God. That's, that's all. Oh, my God. So then, why are you acting so surprised that she's got nine guns and I, I, she knows how to fire? I
6: know. I'm not, it's, just, it's, unbelievable. it's great. I mean, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, good I'll for her. It. Yes. Yeah. So you're all for the Second Amendment, obviously. But but you, but you actually said, she goes in one breath, I'm not really big on guns. And then she's got, like, more weaponry than David Koresh. I, I don't understand. I could be both.
12: I think it's it's knowing what you're doing. I think a lot of people don't take things very seriously. It's also yeah. knowing it's literally the last, last, last resort. I also live in a house with two other people. It's not like I have right, nine right. guns to myself, but I, I just think it's about knowing why the Second Amendment exists, yeah. but also knowing well, what not to do. What
6: happens when you and Darren have kids? Are you worried about what are the little kids? Are they locked up in a place? Or, they're I, all locked up.
12: I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. Okay. So don't worry. All right.
6: All right. I'm dying to see this. I'm coming yeah. over right. oh, sometime yeah, next week.
8: Do just, just, <laughs> just don't put it any in his hands. Just He's Like, look at him on the air. You mentioned yeah. him with a weapon. I, I've never fired a gun in
6: really? my whole life. Never.
12: Okay, we're going to change that.
6: You're going you're gonna to train me?
12: Yes. Okay, yes. all
8: right. I'm excited
6: Great. about Today, this. It'll
8: be the day of my retirement. So you, you enjoy <laughs> that.
1: This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC.
2: I'm the only candidate who can make this promise, I will prevent, and very easily, World War III, very easily. And you're gonna have World War III, by the way. You're gonna have World War III. If something doesn't happen fast, you're gonna have World War III. Before I even arrive at the Oval Office, I will have the disastrous war between Russia and Ukraine settled. It will be settled quickly, quickly. I will get the problem solved, and I will get it solved in rapid order, and it will take me no longer than one day. I know exactly what to say to each of them. I got along with very well with them. I got along very well with Putin, even though I'm the one that ended his pipeline. Remember, they said, Trump is giving a lot to Russia, really? Putin actually said to me, if you're my friend, I'd hate like hell to see you as my enemy.
6: A big shout-out to Liz Pipko's brother, Gabriel, shares the same name as my son listening right now, promising me when I get down to Miami, he'll teach me how to shoot automatic weapons. Donald Trump shoots an automatic weapon with his mouth every time he's up there, and he was brilliant again, not good, not great, brilliant, Saturday at CPAC. And I'm telling you folks, you can... Ron DeSantis, love him, great governor. You can line up a 100 of them. Give me Tim Scott. Give me Nikki Haley. Give me Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence, John Bolton, Asa Hutchinson, some guy Logan. Do whatever you want. Trump's going to kill them all because he's the man. Bottom line is he's done it before and he gets up on stage and I believe him. I don't know why, but I believe him. Just like my next guest, the editor of the National Review, Political NBC. When he's on on a Monday morning, he's like E.F. Hutton. I listen. And I believe him. It's my dear friend, Witch Lowry. Good morning, Rich.
14: <laughs> How's it going? Those are brilliant ads, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did you watch what, what the whole... Madison Avenue came up with that. Should have made a pretty penny.
6: Uh, you're right. You're right. Did you, did you watch the whole Trump speech on Saturday?
14: No, I've, I've just seen uh, seen seen the coverage and, and parts of it. But, you know... Whoops. Sorry, I dropped my phone. He <laughs> is... Um, He's a fantastic performer. There's no doubt about it. And and the message is going to be, we talked a couple weeks ago with Andrew, you know, what, what's what's a good message for him. And I set the record, and he did some of that. But what I didn't ex- expect and I think could work for his purposes is I'm more mega than ever, you know. And what this party needs is more mega. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. He is <laughs> I think doing that. It's yeah. put a lot of pressure. You know, it lights up his supporters. I don't think it's a 50% strategy, but, you know, it could be 35%, 40% strategy, which may be all that he needs. In a primary, and it puts pressure on DeSantis either to kind of keep up with that sort of rhetoric and tack, um, which is going to be hard for DeSantis. And then if he doesn't keep up, Trump's going to wheel on him and say, "Look, he's part of the establishment. You know, he he is he's trying to fool you. He's a conventional Republican. He represents that party that I turned us away from." So I think it's it's interesting.
6: Also interesting is that the uh, the weekend gets splintered between these two major events. The as Liz Pipko told me earlier, the TPAC, Pack, which is Trump Pack, CPAC, and that uh, Growth Club in uh, at the breakers in Palm Beach, where Tim Scott was and Mike Pence and Ron DeSantis. I mean, ideally, you'd like to see all of them in one place. Nikki Haley actually spoke yeah. at both because she needs all the help she can get. But ideally, yeah. you'd like to see them both in the same place. So we heard Trump. DeSantis speaks at a private club. We don't hear him, but you know that DeSantis would never rail against Trump. But eventually, Rich Lowry, he may have to, because that's going to be Trump's way of doing business. And eventually, Ron DeSantis will have to fight back.
14: Yeah, and and this is the thing. You know, there are signs over the last uh, several months that Trump, Trump was—he definitely lost some altitude; that he was eroding. And I, I think the hope for non-Trump elements of the party was, maybe this guy is kind of fading away. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's definitely not the case. You know, he's he's uh, bumped up in the polling for whatever reason. Well, lately. for whatever very simple wins, whatever, whatever it's reason, Trump, is going to have to take him down. Yep. Uh, affirmatively take him down, and that's a daunting prospect.
6: Yeah, whatever reason is pretty simple after a, a horrible month of December. The Kanye West dinner, ripping up the Constitution, those ridiculous trading cards. Whatever reason came down to one thing, Mm -hmm. a visit to Ohio. That was it. That Mm -hmm. day, he lit this country on fire. Then he makes a great speech at CPAC. But it all started by doing something the administration should have done, and not the day after Pete Buttigieg, going to Ohio. That was it.
14: Yeah, and I'm, I'm not sure why other Republicans didn't didn't do that. And I'm not sure it's entirely Ohio. I think Ohio helped them. I also think it's just you know there hasn't been anything ridiculous lately, uh, so, so they sort of kind of stopped the bleeding in that respect. But um, he, he's 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 the front runner. He's the guy to beat.
6: No doubt about it. And it seems like he's uh, gaining that last poll, 43-28 over Ron DeSantis. Those are some big big numbers. He was also right all along about the China virus, he was adamant, which, as you know, early on, that it was a lab leak. There was no bat, no uh, animal, no none of that nonsense. And Trump said that from day one. And now it turns out the Department of Energy and basically everybody outside of Fauci is ready, willing, and able to admit it, even Christopher Ray. So the lab leak looks like uh, that's exactly what happened. And again, Donald Trump was there from day one
14: yeah so uh, we'll never ultimately know, but that 's where the evidence points, and It was really notable the Department of Energy said this now you had it was astonishing to me i shouldn 't be astonished but you had this u s government agency saying, You know what we think the evidence points to a leak from a lab uh, that of a, a virus that killed millions of people, and then the the c c p in China uh, covered it up, and perhaps the worst cover up of, of all time, and then you had late night comics mocking the the u s government agency that had the temerity to say this It's just <laughs> perverse. Yeah. i mean the way progressives are dug in that it had to come from an, an animal Joey Reed had a chiron, you know other government agencies still say it was from an animal, yeah. and one of the reasons they were so dug in was because Trump you know Trump said you know I think it might be from a lab, so everyone assumed. Three years ago oh there 's no way it came from a lab, and we got to prove it didn 't come from a lab, even though you know, a lot of the evidence pointed that way so this this is one of the the chief media failures the last five years, and, and that 's saying a lot
6: i 've asked this question to a bunch of people over the last week, including Gordon Chang, who of course concentrates uh, on China on Asia. We keep hearing Chris Wray kind of said the same thing. We have to hold China accountable. Like you said, over a million people died. So the China virus, bad enough. The spy balloons all over this country. The talk of invading Taiwan, which would start World War III and put us in a very difficult position. China needs to be held accountable. No one really seems to know what that means. I mean, the tariffs financially, who cares? They don't care. So what, is, what does it really mean when we say hold China
14: accountable? I think it's difficult, you know, because it's not as though you can um, ask for reparations for them. You know, they're they're not going to pay up. I just think it should never. Um, uh we should never forget it, you know, and it just seems it's been the focus on the lab has been on and off. It, it should be, you know, they're committing a genocide. Their oppressive regime wants to invade Taiwan and they lose this this virus on the world. should be kind of the top three things that you're thinking about when you're thinking about the nature of that regime. But I have no doubt that the Biden administration is going to move on and, yeah. and not focus on this at all.
6: Of course, they move on for everything. They're, they're, listen, take a picture with Zelensky. Biden's early. Trust me. He's early. Everything else, complete disaster, like you're talking about here. China, the southern border, which is a huge issue in this country. He's got no issue in his latest bill giving money to countries like Egypt and Jordan to protect protect their borders. But Texas? Mm -hmm. Who cares? Who cares? Ohio? Who cares? I mean, it's unbelievable that anybody could sit on television and tell me this president is doing a great job and cares about our country when everything he does says, I don't care, not even a little. How about the migrant child laborer? Tell me about that. Larry.
14: yeah so so this this is how the border it affects the fabric of every community pretty much in America. The New York Times was, still does some good work, had a blockbuster piece. Uh, just how many of these these kids uh, we have this bizarre loophole that if you send your kid to the border and you 're not from mexico you 're from any of the Central American countries, and the kid has a, a phone number and a name on a piece of paper, we let that kid in, and we send the kid to that person it doesn't, it doesn 't even matter who the person is you know so we 're part of the smuggling operation, and according to the Times, about two thirds of these kids end up working full time you know at 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 uh, punishing uh, sometimes dangerous jobs so we've basically imported a social problem into this country for no reason for absolutely no reason and if you can tell me you know every kid desperate kid uh, already here in the United States who needs needs help from social workers is getting it at the highest level then maybe I'll say okay let's import more of those kind of kids from Guatemala Otherwise, it's just a, it's a disaster, and yeah. um, it, uh, it's bad for the kids, obviously. It's corrupting for the, uh, the the companies that are violating the laws to use these kids. It's demoralizing for everyone who knows this is happening but can't stop it. It's just bad for society generally, and, and that's, that's what's happening. The border crisis does not stop at the border.
6: I want to talk about uh, some of our cities, and we'll wrap it up. Lori Lightfoot lost in Chicago last week, and she said, I lost because I'm black. I would say she only won because she's black. Then she did the job. She was so horrible, that's why she lost. Then you get a guy named Shaman Walton, and he works in San Francisco, and he says that deporting fentanyl dealers violates sanctuary city policies, basically says the fentanyl crisis is racist. What is going on in this country with some of these black leaders who let all these things go on? Murders in Chicago, fentanyl across the the, the the whole country, and blame all of this on
10: racism. How are we allowing that to happen?
14: How? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, the Chicago thing was heartening. You know, there are two sides of the ledger. One is how insane these people are. Two is that the fact that there is a backlash to it, at least to, to some extent. Not not to the extent there should be. Um, Chicago needs its Rudy Giuliani, right? I mean, it, it is. It, it's the worst. Uh, uh, City in terms of violent crime, major city in, in the country, and she ran. She was an upstart reformer on on changing it and addressing it, and she won, you know, handily. As she was also back then, a black. Um, lesbian woman, right? And no one cared because they thought she'd deal with this problem. Of course it got worse, and then of course she does the uh, excuse. So it's, it's completely pathetic. I, I think even people in major cities are at least a little bit onto it. But these cities, Chicago needs to save itself. And that, that's, that's a Rudy-type figure. And unfortunately, that's not in the office.
6: No, probably not. But this, this guy in San Francisco, to say that the fentanyl, uh, the, the amount of fentanyl coming to this country, if he starts to address that, that becomes racist. How outrageous is that?
14: Outrageous. Yeah, well there's there's a DA, I forget his name. We um he was actually recalled. He was the son of a terrorist um Bodine, Chase Bodine, Bodine said, said basically the same same yeah. kind of thing. And they, they booted him. And I don't know who this guy is, but but he should be booted as well. Yeah, he should. Uh, you will never get booted
6: because you are great every Monday morning. Thank you again, Rich, for another great conversation. Thanks the absolute it. best. Have, Have a great, a great week, week pal. Thank you. There he is, the editor of the National Review, political NBC. He does it all. Great Monday morning guest on Sid and Friends in the Morning. Our buddy, Witch Lowry, been a great two hours. Dove Heikens. Curtis Sliwa, which Lowry, Liz Pipko in studio. A lot more still to come, including big-time attorney Alan Dershowitz. And I've got a photo shoot for a magazine inside this studio after the show. We'll talk about that in the 9 o'clock hour. <laughs> Don't even ask. Don't even ask. <laughs> Stay tuned. The second half of New York's number one talk show, Sitting and Friends in the Morning, about to come your way.
1: Sid and friends in the morning. For my friends. 77 WABC.
6: It is now 10.08 p.m. in Tokyo, Japan. And my beautiful wife, Danielle, just texted me and said, I'm going to sleep. This, of course, is Chariots of Fire, which was a horrendous movie, but still won the Academy Award. The Oscars come your way this Sunday. And that song, of course, I think that also won the award. Either way, Marathon, Danielle did it. Congratulations. She has now completed the six majors just like there are majors in tennis and golf, there are majors in marathon running, too. The six majors on New York, Boston, Chicago, London, Berlin. She did those five, and after the last two years being canceled because of COVID, Tokyo, she completed on Sunday, which was actually Saturday night here in New York. They're 14 hours ahead, and she got the Abbott Trophy 37 marathons, lots of marathons. In fact, one of the most difficult marathons of all is in beautiful Big Sur, California. And I went to both of those with her, and we loved it. Monterey is beautiful, Carmel, though those don't count for the Abbott Trophy, but those are still very difficult runs. Miami, Fort Lauderdale, she's done it. Paris, all over the world, 37 marathons in all. But congratulations to my beautiful wife, Danielle, the Abbott Trophy. Is now hers. Less than one percent of marathon runners accomplish that, so that is a a huge deal. She's coming home tomorrow night. She's going to um, a very famous place here uh, in Japan later on tomorrow morning when she wakes up. Have you been to Japan yet, Douglas? Uh, no. No. Any desire?
12: Yes, my good friend Matthew is there right now, sending me pictures of all the food, and I'm very jealous.
6: Did he go to? The, did he run the marathon too? No. Oh, okay. She's going to Kyoto <laughs> he's tomorrow. He's not that cool. No. Oh, he's not that cool. No. She's taking the bullet train in the morning, going to Kyoto, then coming home tomorrow night. That is Liz Pipko. She's in studio with me right now. Uh, Nickabacker has won their ninth in a row. They've now beaten Boston three straight times, or 12 games over 500. Just one back of Cleveland. No Brunson last night. They still won. Emmanuel quickly got the start, put in 38 points, 31 for Randall, 29 for Barrett. Don't look now, but here come the Knicks. I saw Creed 3 with Gabriel yesterday, and we loved it. And the ultimate champ this weekend, along with Danielle, the Knicks, and Creed, Adonis Creed, was Donald Trump. But I do want to get to this story on the New York Post. It reads Beggar's Ball: How AOC finagled $35,000 Matt gala freebies met gala you may remember last year she got that dress tax the rich it was a big deal and it turns out that they gave her the ticket she didn't pay and now she's up in front of the ethics committee for these actions so i brought her up to liz because liz is such a huge trump supporter such a great republican i figured that you would trash her And once again, you shocked me. All morning long, you shocked me. (laughs) That's what I do. I know. I've got nine guns, um, angry 98% of the time. (laughs) I never would have thought any of this about you. And now it turns out you wouldn't even thrash AOC. In fact, you said you kind of you respect her, like her. What is it?
12: Yeah, I mean, I think she's, if I'm not wrong, she was the youngest uh, female congresswoman ever um she's she's done a lot of things she what i think she was 29 years old when she came in she was a bartender she's talked about every single day i mean it's not i mean first of all she deals with a lot every single day but she's also she's made it literally in the united states which is Easy for some, not so easy for others. But but
6: Joe Biden made it too, but he's a scumbag.
10: I mean,
12: I mean, I think they came from very different backgrounds. But either way, no, she deals with a lot. She's done a lot of amazing things. I like watching. I wrote about this in my book. People did not like that. I like watching the night when she won because it was such a genuine shock on her face, and it was exciting for any young woman to watch that. And oh yeah, listen, I I,
6: I didn't love Joe Crowley either, the the long politician she beat, but uh, she has proven to be a communist and a socialist and. Everything wrong. Now, I understand this is Women's Month. Somebody actually said to me (laughs) yesterday, Danielle should be, they should do a whole thing on Danielle for her marathon. It it is Women's Month. And you are a very proud woman. You're proud of that. You've done a lot in your life, obviously, a tremendous amount. So maybe, maybe it's the whole woman thing here that's, I Got you saying so. nice things about AOC? I no? like
12: watching people do things that they weren't supposed to do, that people did not expect them to do, that's all. Um,
6: well, even like Charles Manson did things he wasn't supposed to do either, but...
12: <laughs> There's a limit, Sid, <laughs> yeah, okay. but... No, I think it's cool. Look, I think Bill Maher said like last week, we need to get to a point where we can just talk to people who disagree with us. And I'm sure she and I disagree on a hell of a lot of things, but...
6: Well, you, know why, you know why I practice that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get, I get killed every time the mayor is on exactly. this show. And I don't care. If, if anything, it, it fuels me to do it again. Right. I have other friends, too, that are Democrats. I don't care. So I do, I do subscribe to that. Right. But I draw a line at a certain point. Kathy Hochul, no good. Joe Biden, no good. And for <laughs> me, I've got AOC in that category. But if you don't, that's fine. I don't draw a line. You don't draw a no, line? And Everybody's okay?
12: Literally anyone. I will talk to anyone any time of day, any time of the week, any subject. I'm curious no to kidding. learn. And most of my friends actually disagree with me politically honestly, but I think that's okay. I think that's but good. What,
6: Donald Trump would be so mad at you if you I don't heard think this. so.
12: I really don't think so. Really? Yeah. I like to talk to people. I think he likes to talk to people. I think well, I know. He, he, likes li- he likes to talk to He likes
6: you personally, obviously, and he <laughs> loves your husband, Darren. Seriously, so does Kimberly and Lara, the whole crew, but he is not tolerant at all. I mean, unless he's doing it all as an act to try yeah. to win the presidency again, I think then he's, he's a very good actor. I
12: think he's fighting back a lot. I don't know how I would act towards people if they attacked me at that level either, But I will say I am not a puppet for Donald Trump or anyone else. We may disagree on a few things. But, yes, I will talk to literally anyone, anytime. And I think AOC and I would actually have a lot to talk
5: about. Oh, my
6: God. Give me somebody else who's just uh, the most despicable person ever that you seem to like.
12: (laughs) (laughs) Probably a lot.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Me? There you go. There's one. Um, Probably a lot, yeah? Uh, what Yeah. What are the Democrats would you say you've got... At the very least, a modicum of respect. Do you respect Chuck Schumer? No, I don't like. Chuck okay, Schumer. Uh, give me somebody else. Maybe in that. We polity. talked about
12: it last time. I like the Clintons in my own little way. Well, um, I like
6: Bill. Yeah. Even though he's a filthy degenerate. No, no, I mean all, filthy degenerate. We talked
12: about it. All pol- like all politicians are absolute scum. No, but the some but are worse than
6: others. Come on, Jeffrey Epstein. He's, that's he's a, a politician.
12: Real... That's just a monster. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah. Now, I don't like her. I think Hillary's yeah. disgusting. You like Hillary?
12: I think. When I'm really, really down, I think to myself, what would Hillary Clinton do? And I feel a little bit better. No, so. Now I know
6: you're kidding me. Swear to God. When you're re- Shut think the... Shut how, the... Shut the... Think when, when, about when, what
12: it means to have your husband do that to you in front of the entire no, world listen.
6: I you, I used to argue with Bernie yeah. years ago. God rest his soul, coming alive from the British. I said, I felt badly for her. Okay? And he's like, well, you shouldn't because... She should have left him and basically she's staying with him because all she cares about is her political career. So don't feel badly for her. And by the way, that's a decent point by Menard. But I did feel badly for her. No one deserves that. To be publicly humiliated like that. No no. But she turns out to be a political animal and doesn't seem to care. How can I be sympathetic to somebody who stays in that I relationship? Didn't, I didn't
12: say be sympathetic. I didn't say I'd come to her with a personal problem. I didn't say, you know, I think But Well, she'd what has be-
6: she done that, that, that when you're in your moment of despair, you go, <laughs> what would she do? That she won? Because. She's it-
12: t- you don't think she's tough?
6: <sighs> come on. Would you call it tough? Well, she wasn't wasn't so tough when Americans were dying in the streets of Benghazi. We needed her to be tough then. She wasn't so tough then.
12: Maybe she's tough in a certain way, but doesn't defend those that she should be defending. We can disagree on how she uses her toughness.
6: Okay. But but you find her to be tough. She's
12: been through a lot of of stuff. So any
6: woman that basically gets maligned, any person.
12: Yeah, and comes back, that's enough to inspire Well,
6: give me a man then. You've given me AOC. You've given me Hillary Clinton. This is a fascinating conversation. Give me a man. I
12: mean, Donald Trump.
6: He doesn't count because we love him already. No, give me somebody I, about my audience. he
12: first ran.
6: No, I know. But give me yeah. somebody. In my He's got here. So give me somebody this <laughs> audience wouldn't like. A man that you, uh, you know, you respect them. There's a modicum of respect. Like you have Hillary AOC, all these yeah. awful people. Terrible people. <laughs> who do you have? Give me give me somebody. What about know. the fat Chris Christie in New Jersey? You like no, him? I don't like Chris Christie. You don't like Christie. him? Okay. No. What about, um, Lewis, give me somebody who. Give me uh, some
12: names, yeah.
6: Uh, what about. Uh, so what? We're looking for guys, men? Guys, men. now men. Who are repulsive? Yeah, repulsive. <laughs> yes, that that she's I'm gonna end up like right here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
8: I didn't have to go far.
6: <laughs> what what about the Al Sharpton? No, I don't like him. You don't like him?
12: <laughs> no. Okay,
6: uh, that would have been really. They don't have, to,
12: have to be politicians.
6: They don't have to be politicians. Right. What about Alec Baldwin?
12: No, I don't. I don't like him at all.
6: Yeah, so see, you it's like you read the script sometimes, and There's then those... certain mornings you forget the script at home. You
12: think Alec Baldwin's <laughs> been through stuff, or you think he caused everything for himself?
6: No, he caused everything. Yeah, so that's different. Okay. Oh, yeah. you think that Donald Trump doesn't cause everything? I mean, I understand he takes a more One vicious beating. One
12: million percent, but I think he takes more of a beating than a lot of, I think Hillary well, took more of a beating than a lot of people. That's fair. I don't think a lot of female politicians would run at all today if she hadn't gone through what she went through.
6: Tell me you like Joy Behar. I'm leaving.
12: We discussed this last time, I think she's
6: great. <laughs> no, that's the
8: one he can't stand She likes her. She wants, her. Oh, she she wants to have she lunch with her. She is
12: 80 years old. She looks amazing. She cracks her jokes. She wears her heels. I think she's so cool, and I hope when I'm 80 that I can live that way, too. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. As so long as
8: you don't think like her. Oh, my God. Well, you don't think like her.
12: I'm sure we disagree on a lot of things. But, but we'd have fun. I think we'd have fun.
6: You would have fun with her? I think so. So when <laughs> she's sitting there with you and you work for the Trump, you work for Donald Trump, your husband does, and she starts to savage Donald Trump. We're the last coming at that point. I'm kidding. If you
12: think she's the only person that I've interacted with who has savage Donald Trump. Well, I mean, what
6: happens when they do that? Do you feel the need to defend him there? Because I know it's more yeah. your husband Darren's job than yours, but do you feel the need to defend him or you kind of just sit back and... and I, think, don't...
12: I think it depends who I'm talking to and what we're talking about. If it's right. like something that I know they're wrong about and I can maybe change their mind, make them even feel a little bit better about America and him. I'll do it if it's a friend and they just, you know, Want to talk do you, about, you think you could change anything.
6: Joy Behar or Whoopi Goldberg's minds? No, 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 I don't. You wouldn't even try. I
12: would not try. Right, but no. but
6: you, you think that at the end of the day, you would have fun with her, you would have a yeah, good lunch. Be I could at least
12: probably change your mind about me because I know if she met me right off the bat, she'd think a few things.
6: Well, right. she doesn't like you, is that? I don't be- know, but what? I assume
12: based on things I've done, she wouldn't like me. But I would love. And to is that
6: body- her body- do you lose sleep at night because you think that Joy Behar? Because I only hope to God she hates my guts. <laughs> I would right. I would, I would wake up in the direction every day if that was the case.
8: And I'd like to see that, doll. And like to, sh- I would, uh, I, well, I would well, no matter what you think, I still would like to see that. Uh, on I
14: Rosenberg.
6: hope all three of them, I hope Hostin and Goldberg and Behar despise me with every bone in their body. I really do.
8: Well, I'm a woman
12: and I'm kind of a psychopath and I ah! want everyone to like me. So
6: you just so. said it because you're a woman.
12: I think it's a female thing to want people. No, I don't think like so. You more no, men. I don't
6: think so. Really? Men don't like that too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay.
12: Well, they pretend they're not. Trump I'm happy to admit it. Trump
6: is like that. He play pretends play. he's not, but he's like that. Uh, I'm like that. I want everybody to like me. Yeah. When they don't, I get uh, especially vicious. Call them names. Well, not right. the women
8: of the view. You don't want them to like
6: you. No, they can't do that. No.
8: no. <laughs> See, I want them to like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would like Liz, but I uh, Sid is just out of the question. Just, uh, Liz could advise me on fashion, but that I, that's, maybe that's where we'll part ways.
6: Have you voted for a Democrat uh, in the last 10 years? I've could never you only share voted that? twice, You've twice
8: never... for
12: president. I don't think I've really voted for anything else.
6: You've never voted for president.
12: I said I've only voted for president. I've never really voted only. for anything okay. else, and I've only have been you ever, around.
6: So you voted for Bill How old no, you are No, my
12: first election voting was 2016.
6: So it was Donald Trump. Yeah. So you voted for Trump, Trump, <laughs> and it'll be Trump. It'll be three Trumps.
12: It'll be three Trumps.
6: Yeah. But you would have voted for Bill Clinton.
12: I think so, yeah. You would
6: have voted for Bill Clinton over the great war hero 41 George Bush?
12: I mean, I... I don't know. I, I assume I would. I really, based on what I've heard from people who have been in a room with him, I think I would have been pretty. Oh, you never smitten. met him? I would have been a smitten. No, kid. listen, I,
6: I, I, I met him bunch of times, and yeah. I, I was smitten. Yeah, I'm telling you. I've got uh, one of my prized possessions is. And you know, it's like John Mattides knows him well. I don't. But I did spend 30 minutes with him at Joe Torrey's golf course out there with Joe Beningo.
8: And you grabbed his underwear. They I did. That was- and, and it was
6: me, Beningo, Yogi Berra, and Bill Clinton for a 30-minute conversation on the fan. I took a picture. It's on my wall.
12: You're blushing just talking about
6: it. I know. I, I, I did. I was, I was absolutely charmed. Charmed. Mm-hmm. And, I, again, outside of all of his sexual escapades, which, quite frankly, were illegal. Yeah. He should be in prison. He really should. Uh, I like him. <laughs> his wife... Deleting yeah. 30,000 emails, she story. should be in prison, for real. I'm yeah. not a big big fan I'm of her. I'm sure
3: they
12: should all be in prison, let's yeah. be honest.
6: But yet again, when you have a moment, an issue... I
12: swear I think, what would Hillary Clinton do?
6: What would Hillary... I'm not, get
12: so much crap right not now. Not what
6: Donald Trump would do. I've
8: not, had
12: that thought, too. But for some reason, she's just... I don't know. It's a different vibe.
8: I don't her. want to go to the
6: sites right now.
12: This, <laughs> this is, it's going to be so bad
6: for me. <laughs> no, it's not. This, see, yeah. It's the complete opposite. You're one of the most fascinating people I've ever seen. Thank you. People are so boring. They're so predictable. Like, I know exactly what most people are going to say based upon their political exactly, likes. Exactly, but
12: I don't have a political like. Right.
6: I, so you, you are completely unpredictable. Yeah. I I'd... can never live with you in a million years, no, by the way. No. This guy Darren's got to be either terrified amazing or, or the lust has gotten to him in such a huge way he can't figure it out. Or well, he takes a lot of medication. And a lot of medication. So it's all
8: three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just, whatever, Liz, darling. See, That's you
6: great. seem to be the complete opposite, and I don't know that well, obviously, at all, actually, yeah. of Lara Trump, your best friend. She seems to be pretty even keel. Like, she's uh-huh. never fired a gun, let alone 09 guns. She has
12: definitely fired a gun. N- No I, I way. Just, 100%. Really? Yeah. Oh,
6: North Carolina, you're right.
12: Yeah, she's very cool.
6: She's got a lot of guns?
12: I Have not you fired know guns that. with her? I have not, no. Yeah.
6: Have you fired guns with Hillary Clinton? No. Is that a dream for you?
12: Oh, that would be. Then I could die. <laughs> <No>. that's honestly. <laughs> Sid, if you could arrange that, oh, God. I would name all it. my children after you. I'm that would setting be it the up. greatest thing in the world.
6: Really? That's Sid, it?
8: Sid one, Sid two, Sid three. Yeah.
12: Shooting range one. with Hillary Clinton, that would be
6: Better cool. than dinner with Bradley Cooper.
12: I think he's disgusting. Oh, you Never do?
6: Okay. <laughs> There's I
14: one? I almost, I almost, truly, no, not as it. a person.
12: I just don't think he's attractive. So, so, wait, so, so, you, wow.
6: so Bradley Cooper is disgusting, but you dream about Hillary Clinton.
12: I thought you were going to...
6: No, Phil, I know you think Phil is cute. He's very happy about that.
12: Yes, I dream about Hillary more than Bradley
6: one eight three eight four eight. That was one of the greatest segments in the history of radio. Wow. Anybody who argues that knows nothing about well, this medium. It. Nothing. You don't even. You were know brilliant. Her. Nothing. Thanks. Nothing. Am I right, Lou? No, I don't know There's her no real. way you can predict what this girl is thinking. <laughs> There's no way. Nine guns and she loves 848-92-22. they ninety two twenty two. We're gonna make it. Oh, we got <laughs> gnomes, nuggets, and Alan Dershowitz. He may be. He may have once or twice, but Hillary Clinton, too. I don't know. All that still to come your way on the Monday edition. Once again, congratulations to Danielle Rosenberg back with Sit in Friends in the Morning with Liz Pipko right after this. That was great.
1: This is Sit in Friends in the Morning.
4: How many of us?
1: 77 WABC.
9: Monday morning, you the fine. Friday, I got
6: traveling on my mind. So this magazine, First Preferred Health fit, Magazine, fit, fit, fit. will be my third magazine cover. It, fit, fit, fit. I've done FLG Magazine, Iron Man Magazine, because I'm beautiful. So they're doing the photo shoot today in the studio after the show at about 1030 and uh, the the lady's name, well, I don't have it here. I, I did have it here somewhere, but she's the editor-in-chief of the magazine, Angelica something-or-other. She'll be here at 925. We'll play Sid's take coming up at 940. But uh, right now, we've got a, a very esteemed guest on the line. I love this guy. He's a great attorney, but he's, um, he's also got uh, his instincts are just, he's brilliant. He really is. And he's also a very proud Jew, and... Talking to Dope Hiking a couple of hours ago, and having Liz Pipko in studio, two great Jews. It's my honor and pleasure to bring back my friend Alan Dershowitz. Alan, good morning. It's Sydney. How are
15: you?
6: I'm doing great, and thank you for calling me a great Jew. What could be a higher compliment! A, <laughs> no, it I'm is. I mean,
15: American also. No, yeah. it, it,
6: listen. One of the one of the first times I I'm met a great you, great
15: citizen of Brooklyn. Yes, you know that's my hometown, right?
6: Yeah, no, I know it is, and you and I had a discussion last time writing a book one day about the great folks from Brooklyn, but one of the first times I ever met you was uh, Dove Hyken convinced me to go down to the New York Times building because there was a cartoon right, in the paper course. where uh, Bibi Netanyahu and Donald Trump were walking each other like on a dog leash, and we had this right. huge rally outside the Times building, and that's one of the first times I met you. I found love right there. Love it for a side, Alan. And over the years, well, when we talk about Israel and the Jewish people, Very few speak up more than you, so Thank you for that.
15: Well, I appreciate that. It was my honor to speak to the New York Times. You know, I was their lead editorial writer on legal issues for years and years and years, and now they won't publish me because of my views on Israel and my defense of Donald Trump. So I've been canceled by the New York Times after years and years of being their most frequent editorial writer on legal issues. Shows you how biased the Times has become.
6: It's funny, your defense of Donald Trump, because you're not a Trump guy, you're a liberal, you're a Democrat, uh, but you're also fair. So when Trump does something good, you say it. When you disagree, just like I do, I am a Trump guy, I'm a huge Trump supporter, but he doesn't win every day. Listen, Vince Lombardi lost the game here and there, so did Pat Riley, so does Donald Trump. But, but uh, what he did for Israel, you can't argue Alan Dershowitz, he may be the best president ever when it comes to dealing with Israel, yes? I agree with that. And of course, I defended him because his impeachment
15: was entirely unconstitutional and I wouldn't care who it was, uh, whether I voted for him or against him. I'm always going to defend the Constitution. And that's what I did on the floor of the Senate. I was the oldest person ever to defend the president on the floor of the Senate, combined with the fact that I was the youngest person ever to be a professor at Harvard. It's nice, nice parenthesis around my long career.
6: It really is. But when you look at the field, and I know he spoke at CPAC on Saturday, Trump, and he beat his chest about a whole bunch of stuff, a lot of stuff which is accurate. Uh, You look at the field of Democrats, you got Biden there now. I don't know how you feel about Biden. Me personally, if God is good to me, I'll be 56 in April. He's far and away the worst president I've ever seen, gone way past Jimmy Carter. And I don't even know of another name. I don't hear about the guy in California, these other people. They're not going to run if Biden runs. So if you're a Democrat and you you're, you know you want a Democrat to run and to win, how can you possibly vote for Joe Biden again? Is my question.
15: I think Joe Biden beats Donald Trump again. Um, I don't think anything has changed from the last election, and uh, but if he doesn't run, if Biden doesn't run, I wonder whether Trump will run. I think the two are locked together. I think Biden's going to run only if Trump wins because he thinks he has an obligation to the Democrats, and to the American people to beat Trump. But if Trump doesn't run, I think Biden is a one-term president. I think he'd be very happy to be a one-term president.
6: He would be, but not his uh, wife, uh, Jill. She's so evil. She just wants to be your first lady more than anybody else. Uh, so do you think, Alan Dorshowitz, that uh, Joe Biden has done a decent job, good job, terrible job?
15: I think. I think you always judge people by their times. And I think that what was needed in America, and the reason I voted for him, uh, 2 years ago what was needed was a return to normalcy. You won't even call it boring normalcy, but I think he had to try to reunite the people. Has he succeeded? Of course not. We're a deeply divided country just like Israel is a deeply deeply divided country and anything that can help bring both of those countries together. In Israel I saw today that President Herzog, who oh, I have the world of respect for, says that a deal may be close on the judicial reform which would bring Israel closer together. And I think I think that Biden has tried very hard to avoid the kind of divisive rhetoric that we saw during the previous administration. So judging by by his times, I give him much higher grades than, for example, I gave Jimmy Carter, who, you know, by the end of his presidency turned against Israel, as did Barack Obama. Uh, I think Barack Obama's second term was a disaster. It's the only time I've regretted a vote. I wish I had voted for Mitt Romney the second time wow. over Barack Obama, but that was a mistake.
6: I, yeah. do that. I, don't, I don't like either one of those guys. But you're right about Obama. A a uh, just a boatload of cash went to Hamas and the Palestinians in the middle of the night, right before he left office, which Jewish people should be irate about, yet they still they still they'll dive into the throne of Barack Obama. I don't get it. Alan, I want to ask think. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you about this uh, Murdoch trial, Uh, maybe outside of O.J. Simpson. I've never seen more evidence. Now, Johnny Cochran found a way to confuse uh, the black jury and made it more about whether or not Mark Furman was a racist rather than O.J. committing double homicide, which he certainly did, by the way. Uh, There was no hope for Alex Murdoch here. He was guilty. Uh, Watching that trial, Alan, did you see anything from the defense that they, they didn't do or should have done? Or was there just no chance in this case.
15: Well, there was a very little chance, but if I were the defense attorney, I would not have put him on the witness stand. I would have tried the case purely on science. I would have shown problems about what happens when you try to track people through their phones. I would have had no witnesses, no witnesses except scientists. And the reason that ultimately we won the O.J. case, and by the way, we didn't win it. The prosecution lost it, is because we only introduced scientists. We only introduced DNA And, you know, you can say confuse the jury. We raised a reasonable doubt uh, by jurors, white and black alike. And uh, and it's because he didn't take the stand. O.J. wanted to take the stand and F. Lee Bailey wanted him to take the stand. And I said I would not remain at his lawyer if he if he took the stand. I would be committing judicial suicide. And we finally persuaded him not to take the stand. And all the jurors finally concluded that there was some question about tampering with evidence by the prosecution. uh, And I think it was the tampering rather than the racism that really turned the tide. There was a sock that had blood on it. And the blood, the evidence showed, had been poured from a test tube. And the jurors said, if we believe one piece of evidence may have been tampered with, we can't trust the rest of the evidence. So I would have tried the case Solely in the Murdoch case, solely on science. I wouldn't have had him be in the witness stand. I wouldn't have had anything about his, uh, I would have tried to keep out the evidence about his cheating all the people that he worked with. I still think the result would have been a conviction. But now that he's taken the stand, he also reduces the chances of winning on appeal. Because even if there were errors in the case, the Court of Appeals will say they were harmless because, the jury convicted based essentially yeah. on not believing this testimony after three hours of deliberation.
6: Interesting. You talked about the prosecution. You're right. If Marsha Clark and Chris Darden spent more time in their uh, business offices and hotel rooms, they may have won that case. But uh, I was always fascinated by your group, that dream team. You, Robert Shapiro, you mentioned Epley Bailey, uh, Johnny Cochran, of course. I was under the impression watching from home that Cochran basically was the coach. And you guys were like he the offensive coordinator. Defense. Is that how it worked? Yeah,
15: he was the coach. I was, I think, the defensive coordinator. <laughs> um, and and uh, um, it wasn't a dream team. Um, people fought like children. Uh, it was a nightmare team. Uh, Bob Shapiro and Epley Bailey could not get along. Well, is it true uh, but that... Yeah, Johnny Cochran. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. He had the ability to bring, bring people together. Uh, he was a very
6: good coach. Is it true that Bob Shapiro at the very beginning is, is it true that Bob Shapiro at the very beginning wanted uh, o j to take a plea bargain and you guys talked him out of that?
15: I can't discuss that um, but obviously in any case like this, plea bargains were always on the table, and remember that originally they were seeking the death penalty, and in the end they decided not to seek the death penalty, as in the Murtaugh case wise decision generally because Jurors are much more reluctant to convict in a death penalty case than they are in an imprisonment case. But, um, you know, every case is different. Uh, The Murtaugh case obviously involved wealth and power. And uh, a South Carolina jury in Walterboro is very different from a jury in in, uh, Los Angeles. And, of course, the prosecution picked the wrong jury in Los Angeles. They could have had a jury in a suburban area, instead they got one from downtown Los Angeles, which gave us the tremendous advantage of having, I think, nine African-Americans on the jury. So everything that happened in the OJ case was a mistake by the prosecution. They just mistried the case in every possible way, starting with having the two lawyers who were not really competent lawyers and not the best lawyers that could have been put forward. And so again, often when there's uh, an outcome, it's not a victory for one side; it's a defeat for the other, and I think that's what happened. And I think in the Murtaugh case, the prosecution was a lot more careful. There are there are issues, there are problems. They introduced a lot of evidence about other crimes, and that will surely be an appellate issue. But you remember, ninety-five percent of criminal appeals are lost. Uh, I'm lucky; I have a much higher percentage of winning, but ninety-five uh, percent are lost. So the likelihood of a reversal by the South Carolina Supreme Court is pretty darn low.
6: Ray Kelly was on with John Katzmatidis yesterday, Alan, on his terrific Sunday morning show, Round Roundtable, wailing against the $6 million payout, going to these radicals that uh, basically set our buildings on fire, caused havoc, were violent. Uh, all those are people back in the summer of 2020, they did all that damage, yeah. and they're going to get about $21,000 apiece. How does that make any sense?
15: It makes no sense at all Uh, to me what happened after the killing of of george floyd which by the way is the most significant event in the 20th century for america it's changed everything it's changed american universities it's changed corporate life it's changed the media there's it's a more significant and enduring event than 9-11 tragically and um um i i i think the idea that that we tolerate the kind of violence that resulted uh, from it, and indeed, sometimes even rewarded. Or the 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 sentence that was given to the two lawyers that threw Molotov cocktails into police cars, even though they were empty. The idea that they got short sentences, uh, uh, single-digit sentences, whereas people who do much much less criminal things get uh, multiple years in in jail. I think our system is messed up. And I do think that a lot of it is a function of kind of the reckoning or the reaction to the George Floyd case. So uh, we have to get back to a situation where where our goal is Martin Luther King's colorblind society rather than a society where everything turns on race, where identity politics dominates everything. You know, the Bible gives judges two directions. One, don't take a bribe. And the other is, lo takir punim, do not recognize faces. Do not do justice based on who the person before you is, on their race, on their gender, on their identity. Do it based on the facts of the case. We have to get back to that system.
6: Wow, what a great conversation. You said punim. My grandmother used to call me a of punim when I was little. I haven't heard that in a long time. I loved it. And Did you anybody
15: may... call you a of punim recently? That's the
6: question. Nah, I'm going to be 56. It's over for me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, You you are brilliant. I love having you on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please keep coming back, Alan Dershowitz. Thank you. Anytime. What a great conversation. He's right. You know, that George Floyd, that, that probably is, believe it or not, for a guy that was arrested nine times, stuck a gun in a pregnant woman's stomach. Now, they deserve to die. Don't get me wrong. The cop committed murder. I get that. But George Floyd was a lowlife. By every definition of a lowlife, that was George Floyd. And yet his death, as Alan points out, turned this country upside down. Don't make sense to me. Fourth and final hour, next.
1: Entertaining and informative. This is "Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Friends.
6: Psycho Marianne Williamson is back? Wasn't that the psycho Rin? You know what I'm talking about, yeah, Liz? She's
12: going to be president one day.
6: President of what? No, <laughs> oh, she's really back.
12: Yeah, she announced. I know.
6: Remember her? She had the black hair, that crazy look.
12: She's the, the self help guru.
6: Yeah, the self help yeah, guru. Yeah, I love right? her.
10: Did she run in 2020?
6: Was
12: yeah. it 2016? 2020. 2020. Yeah.
6: 2020. You remember her, Lou? Black no, hair, kind of a I psycho. I guess I gotta look
8: her up. You
12: can't forget her. Uh, yeah, I don't know how
6: you forgot her exactly. Maybe I just. Well, shot play her out these because she she uh she did announce she's running on uh, ABC. Courtesy of ABC. This is Marianne Williamson. All the freaks come out. This is a cut number fourteen, Lou. Here's
7: the yeah. thing, the DNC should not be rigging this system. They don't even pretend anymore. They're not even covert. About their, uh, they're swaying the, the primary season. They're very overt about it. They're going to get. So that's rig- what's
11: going on is they're rigging the system for Biden.
7: They even admit that, Jonathan. Yeah.
11: Wow, that's a
6: Democrat. She's a psycho, but admitting that they rigged the system for Biden, you love this. Look at you. I love her. You do love her. I do. She's right up your alley.
12: Yeah, crazy.
6: So now you love Hillary Clinton, oh, AOC, <laughs> Marianne Williamson. You're a little crazy.
12: Yeah, a little bit.
6: Enjoy your afternoon. <laughs>
12: Thanks,
8: exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is she thinking?
6: Listen, I say it all the time. Unpredictable it's is great. Is the best. That's ratings, That's, right. 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 You, you know what the person is going to say beforehand? No one's tuning in, you except for the people out. that tune in ordinarily. Well said. Um, So you're great. 15, Marion Williamson, play another one. Number 15 uh, here, Lewis. Do you expect that Biden will debate you? Uh, he certainly should debate me. <laughs> it's called democracy, God. and I'm running as well. And one more 16. Now, I,
8: now I remember. Do You remember <laughs> this lady? <laughs> I can hear her voice. Exactly. Yes. It's called democracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's called 16. democracy. I'm not crazy.
2: You uh, have been called, I think it was the Associated Press, that you are the longest of long shots. Why do you think you can do this?
7: I would bet that the Associated Press also said that Hillary Clinton was a shoe in I'm sure that but they would have I don't know, know if they would have
2: used
6: that language. Maybe Absolutely. not, no, but no.
7: that system, you know exactly what I'm saying.
6: I, you really love her because she mentioned Hillary. You know, when she has moments of uh, confusion, depression, anger, she often thinks about what Hillary Clinton would say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe Manchin <laughs> refuses to endorse Joe Biden on the Democrats. They
8: laughed at the Rad brothers, too. <laughs> so where did they get? And now we're flying everywhere.
6: This is a Manchin on ABC Cut 13 refusing to endorse Joe Biden.
12: Are you going to endorse Joe Biden if he runs for reelection?
6: Oh, there's plenty of time for the election. This is the problem with America right now. That's we start no. an election every time
7: there's a cycle coming up. Yeah, he's the leader
3: up. of your party. Uh, I, uh, I, I, uh,
7: no, the bottom line is let's see who's involved. Let's wait until we see who all the players are. Let's just wait until it all
6: comes out. Now, on the other side, why do people pay attention to Chris Sununu? I, I know New Hampshire, kind of a big deal. If he ran for president and he got 1%, like Bill de Blasio, I'd be shocked. <laughs> why, Liz, do we pay attention to Chris Sununu?
12: I don't know who he is because I don't pay attention to him. I still don't know who he is. Right.
6: Does your husband care, Darren? No.
12: My husband cares about literally nothing. Nothing.
6: Okay. Well, he was on Meet the Press uh, press saying that Trump, he's not going to win. Of course, and says it, I guess it's true. Cut number 12.
1: The RNC uh, chair, Ronna McDaniel, says that she wants to have candidates sign a pledge. They'll support the Republican nominee, no matter who it is, if you want to participate in an RNC-sanctioned event. Are you comfortable signing that pledge
11: uh, if Donald Trump's involved? Yeah, look, I, I'm a lifelong Republican. I'm going to support the Republican nominee. When you look at what's coming out of the White House, it, it isn't Democrat
7: policies. It's real left-wing, extreme agenda-type stuff that is not in the best interest of this country. And I have no doubt that any solid Republican is, is would be better than than,
11: um, than what comes out. As far as former President Trump, I think he's going to run, obviously. He's in the race. He's not going to be the nominee. That's just oh. not going to happen. Oh, it's not going um, And so I think there's a lot of opportunity to bring forward what the, the Republican Party, not what we want were, hmm. uh, yesterday's leadership or yesterday's story, um, or, or crying about what happened in November of 22, but what we're going to bring to the table and get done tomorrow. That's what America is looking for. And so I'm really confident that whoever comes out uh, of the Republican nomination process is uh, is going to leave this country and, and will be able to deliver a win in 24. And I'll back them.
6: Yeah, not going to be Trump, though. Uh, somebody should tell Nikki Haley that, because when Nikki Haley arrived at CPAC on Saturday, here's what she had to hear. This is cut number 11. <laughs> we, 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 we want trump we want trump so i'm not sure what chris Nuno was talking about i i understand i, I hear it from bo Dietl, peter king electability and all that and then uh, it was kellyanne conway who brilliantly said on friday electability is a dirty word that is basically an excuse not to vote for somebody who represents the best of your party, and it doesn't make sense in this case. And I, I agree with her. I, I, think, I think Trump is every bit as electable as anybody else, Ron DeSantis, any other Republican. doesn't mean the Republicans are going to win, but to say he's not electable when he's up 15 points in the polls and won two times ago and nearly won last time with over 70 million votes, I think is a little ridiculous, no?
12: Yeah, it's not even a dirty word. It's a meaningless word. I think yeah. the American people decide who's electable, and that changes with the times. And I don't know who gets to say who is or who isn't electable. When the American people have every right to make that decision themselves.
6: I think Chris Udo is not electable. <laughs> you I your... think he knows that. You think, think he knows think that? He's
12: pretty sure. Yeah.
6: So why do these people do stuff like that? They get it on they... TV. It's true, right? Yeah. I wonder, hey, hey, Lou, do you think if um, no. if somebody offered me
8: <laughs> yes? <laughs> oh, I'm
6: sorry. It was yes. <laughs> Let me finish that. first. Oh, God, you're probably right, though. If they offered me a lot of airtime. But in doing so, I would have to change my stance completely and abandon Trump. In a trade to do a lot of TV, would I do that?
8: Well, that's, I know I'm not getting the In a trade to do a lot of TV? For yeah, what? like in
6: other words, if CNN would put me on every day, MSNBC, even Fox News. They would put me on every day as long as I abandoned Trump. Do you think that my resolve and my loyalty for Trump would have me say no. no let me flip
8: what, a what, coin what, here. Like?
0: <laughs> no. Yes, you, would, you would. kidding me? You would hate that guy so right. much in an instant. Yep. If it, if it meant a camera was in your face, are you kidding me? Wow. Yes. It's so, and you're shaking your head, too. You're no help either. You think I would do that?
12: No. No. It depends what they offered you. I don't know what they're offering. Yeah, would
0: have to be a, a camera more, but with but national audience. Is I it think. a
12: camera for, like, four minutes a week? Is it, like, a segment every day?
0: It, I, I am
6: so books, disappointed his, his in all of you.
8: all over the place. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly.
12: Billboards. Citizens
0: you know. United. Then your son couldn't say you're just well-known. He'd have to say you're famous. You're famous. Full-blown famous. Exactly.
6: I don't even know what to say. you to make s- proud. I am so disappointed in all of you. You that- <laughs> wouldn't even
8: know Trump's first name anymore. That was be it.
0: Wow. Ooh. Sid Behar. You know, you're just you're saying it's for the air, right? You don't really... No, no, I truly believe it. My, chest, <laughs> right. my whole chest is put well let,
8: well, let me turn my thing off on my iPhone so you can hear it, And then maybe Noam will get it. Oh, uh,
6: you guys are terrible. Terrible. So I asked uh, Liz earlier, I said uh, she likes Chinese food. There was no context to this conversation. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and, uh, and, of course, she does. She's Jewish. We all love Chinese food. And, and we both happen to like uh, sesame chicken. And then she said to me, because we already found out from Liz that she's got nine guns. She fires guns. She, uh, she's angry 98% of the time. When you, <laughs> when you meet Liz Pivko, uh, none of this looks like her. But this is her. And now it turns out that I mentioned food. And what's next? I'm going to culinary school. It's almost like a Forrest Gump type of thing. Is Are it? you really going to culinary school?
12: Yeah, I got my culinary <laughs> certification, whatever that is, when COVID started. I cook yeah. probably six nights. Of the week, at least. You
6: cook at home six nights? Yeah.
12: I'm obsessed with everything to do with food and cooking.
6: Really? Um, yeah. Do you have a meal that you like? My, my wife, for example, uh, even though she's Jewish, she does a great job with Italian food. She makes the best chicken marsali I'll ever eat. Yeah. And of course, you know, the regular stuff, chicken cutlets, you know, all the, all the. Well, what do you cook on a regular basis? What do you.
12: Well, I also, I married an Italian who likes his chicken frances, his. So we you make talked all about that. the chicken parm. Yeah, I like. I'm not crazy you put, about Italian, wait wait
6: you put cheese on it meat. We've been
12: over this, the vegan cheese. I swear oh, the vegan it's not bad, cheese. but right,
6: right. Yeah, no,
12: I mean I like to try different things. I love to cook Chinese food because it's like a challenge at home, but
6: like in a walk.
12: Yeah, I have multiple walks.
6: You yeah. have multiple walks.
12: Yes, I do. So
6: exciting. You see, you married an Italian. I did. Who who, who seems Jewish. Yes. I'm Jewish, <laughs> but I seem Italian. Yes. But yes. we both love Italian food. But you cook a lot of Chinese food, a little bit of Italian food. Anything else uh, that you're particularly good at?
12: Um, a lot of Russian food. I'm Russian. You
6: are Russian. I am. What do you? What, what kind? Of, what, what's? What's? Uh, what's Russian food?
12: Um. So we besides love the,
6: besides the Ukrainian. <laughs>
12: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, I didn't say what, it. What, what <laughs> <do> you... <laughs> make? sure you have enough uh, yeah. trouble. to What do you guys make? Oh my God! It's gonna be a great week for me. Um,
6: <laughs> what do you guys make? Seriously? What's um, a Russian? I,
12: he loves. I love pelmeni. They're like little Russian dumplings. I make I've them had from... those. Those are delicious. Yeah, I make them from scratch now. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. Russian food is a lot of fish and potatoes, neither of which you I cooked, like. Uh, so.
6: What about dessert? Are you, you, don't, you don't make a dessert. I so. don't
12: like to bake, but right. I, I will if you will. someone wants Yeah, to, yeah.
6: But, you're, but, but on the cooking level, mm-hmm. you're really good. You're going to culinary school with the dreams of what, opening your own restaurant one yes. day. You would like that.
12: I would love that.
6: And it would be like American cuisine? Would that be the...
12: With a hidden omakase bar in the back, yes. With a what in the back? Omakase. Do you know sushi? Like, I know sushi.
6: I mean, I, I like sushi. I, what, what does that last word mean, though? What, what um, is
12: so it? when you go to a Japanese restaurant, you can order the omakase, which means, like, the chef's choice. And they kind of serve you a piece at a time, and you get to enjoy, oh, without wow. ordering yourself, what they think is best for them. Wow. Meal. That's mm-hmm. a
6: very fancy sushi place. Yes, it's yeah. very fancy. You go there with, like, Larry Trump and stuff like that. I don't go to places like that. You know, I go to places... I, I used to go to places where they took their shoes off in Japanese restaurants. Yuck. I find that to be so gross that I stopped going to that place. Why do people uh, take their shoes off when they go eat? There's nothing more gross than feet and food.
12: I don't like feet. I feel like it's out of respect. They take their shoes off, but they sit on the floor often yeah. as well in Japanese yeah. culture. No, I think it's cool. Yeah. I'm obsessed with all... Japanese food. You know,
6: I love it, too. I'm a big fan. Well, I've got a guy on the line right now who's also a cook. I've heard. He makes great meatballs. (laughs) Showed up uh, years and years ago uh, to meet me and Bernard, who was alive at the time. God rest his soul. Brought us some meatballs. They were delicious. He's out of Staten Island. And I guess he saw the man, Chad Lopez, Saturday at John Katsimatidi's book signing. Go buy John Katsimatidi's book, folks. It's a great book there at the uh, Staten Island Ferry Hawk Stadium He's our dear friend, Jimmy Meatballs. Jimmy, good Monday morning. How are you, buddy?
16: Ah, uh, Sid, I couldn't be any better. I'm a of warrior. I'm standing here like I'm going for a screen test. <laughs> and uh, it, it really is, you know, we got to get a different name. You know, like you got, uh, what's his name, Gnome's Nuggets? Yeah. Jimmy Meatballs. I mean, could we do a little better than that? I'm going to leave that up to you. Okay. But I have to tell you, I went to the book signing. I met Mr. Casamatidis, excellent person, and Mr. Fasella. But I will agree with you 1,000%. Margot is absolutely stunning. I was taken away by her beauty. She was a beautiful
6: woman. Yes, inside and out. She's a um, lovely lady, yes.
16: Yeah, she is, man. And I even said, Sid is right. You're beautiful. (laughs) And maybe you made a little uncomfortable. But (laughs) then I met Mr. Chad Lopez. And I said, You're Chad. I said, Sid's right. You're handsome. You dress beautiful, and and hey, hamana, 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 hamana and um, I told him how much you know I love you guys, you and uh, Bernie, God rest his soul, and that I've been calling you since you were on uh, that other Mameluke. I miss in the morning. I never liked the way he treated you, but that's my thing. And when you invited me to come up uh, over the Madison Square Garden to uh, to visit you and, and Bernie, yeah, and. Um, I was taken back, and it gave me great pleasure to cook for you guys. And I think you, Bernie, a lot, and I, I love you. And it's like, I mean, I'm 60 years old, and I'm standing here like a girl getting ready for a prom, and I'm <laughs> waiting for the guy to come put a cassage on me. Oh, that's uh, nice. I'm excited, and I love hearing about your little boy who's growing up in my ears on the radio and your daughter, Ava, I'm so proud of her and your mother, she gotta meet my mother because they're like Jake LaMotta and uh Muhammad Ali. They're two <laughs> fighters and mom yeah. yeah. And my mom's in her eighties, she's eighty five, but I'm sixty years old and I still duck when I go in if I don't talk <laughs> excuse me, I put wallop across her head. But and um I just have to tell you, um whatever it means to you, I'm proud of you man. I I get up sometimes because I'm a retired bus driver and I get up. Before, I used to get up 3.30 in the morning, so it's not odd for me to be up early. But I put you on. I wait for you. You get my Mondays going. When I know Sunday's over with, I said, ah, thank God. Sid comes on, Justin, Alec, and you and he, when you guys go at it, I, I, I how many coffees did I spit out of my mouth <laughs> in my own house? How many times do I get hysterical laughing? And the people you have on. And your point of view, I love it because that's me. Yes, I live alone, and I have no friends now because I tell them, if you don't like it, go see where you got to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm not for this woke. Yeah. I'm not for this all that other happy stuff. I just, I'm a devout Christian. I do what I have to do in the name of Jesus. And I walk the walk and talk to talk, but I will not have anyone talk over me like you do, Sid. You taught me. You know, man, and I love you. I, you know I lost my brother Frank. He was like my mentor. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget the respect you gave me. You are, if anyone doesn't know you, and everybody thinks you're just a radio guy, I could contest to that because you're a beautiful soul. Oh, thank and you. I know your plight's high and low and what you went through and almost at the point of destruction. So I'm not just a radio listener. I put myself into you as a mishpucha.
6: Ah, thank you. Jimmy, I love you to pieces. Thank you so much. What a beautiful phone call. Can I
16: beg you for one thing? Sure. Beg. I'm on one knee because I had a knee replacement yeah. on the other. Um, I want to come to... I would love to come to the studio and just watch all of you. Yeah, sure, of course. That's I'll, all I am. Yes,
6: yes. I'll, I'll put you on hold right now. Bill... Give Jimmy Meatballs the address. Uh, Invite him in one day next week. Bring food. Bring (laughs) some meatballs. Uh, What a beautiful phone call, Jimmy. Thank you. I love you, too. I love all of you. Thank you. We love you, too, Jimmy. Thank you. Put him on hold. Give him the address. Bring him in next week. Jimmy Meatballs, we love you, too. Thank you. What a beautiful phone call. And talking about my daughter, Ava, I think she's calling in tomorrow from Wales, from Europe. She's not been on for a lot of years. Gabe has been on a bunch. My mom's been on a bunch. Danielle was even on, I think, last But I think Ava is going to call from Europe tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll take a short break. We'll come back. Still lots more to do, including Sid's take and my next magazine cover, something Liv Spipko knows an awful lot about. All that and more, the 9 o'clock hour rolls on. Sid and friends in the morning.
1: is Sid and friends in the morning. 77 WAVC.
6: Hmm. Pretty wild that Melania Trump never got on a magazine cover. Four years that Donald was president, and she's... Beautiful lady. And uh, Jill Biden, God bless her. She's done magazine covers and she ain't a beautiful lady. Not on her best day. What's that about Liz? Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> I
12: think you know the answer.
6: <laughs> well, you've done magazine. Now, were you on the cover of Harper's Bazaar?
12: Um, it was one of the international issues. Harper's Bazaar, Vietnam. I don't care Bazaar what it was. Is. Yes, yes. You were on the cover. Yes, I was on the cover. Now, have
6: you heard from uh, Vietnamese people? Men, yeah. For example, they love you. Then what's love you.
12: I mean, they don't hate me. Any
6: POWs that uh, reached out to you and said, hey, while you're doing magazines, I'm still here? (laughs) Nothing (laughs) I can
12: mention on air.
6: Okay. Okay. Well, you've done other magazines, too. Were you on Cosmo? I don't
12: think so. I was in Cosmo. I don't think I was on. What
6: was the other cover you did, like, two years ago, I thought? I thought you were on Instagram. Instagram. What magazines have you done? Harper's Bazaar, Cosmopolitan. What else?
12: Um... Grazia is a big one. La I did. La Style, which is like a big fashion magazine.
6: Are those Italian magazines or American?
12: Um, some American. Most of the, like the fashion ones are European.
6: Right, right. Yeah.
12: No, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been amazing. No complaints. I no, like to uh, keep going till I'm ugly. Harper's so.
6: Bizar- you know, that's going be a long time. <laughs> Harper's Bazaar is a great magazine. Thank you. Now, you're looking to do, is it Vogue? What's the one? Who
12: isn't looking to no, do No, but is, Vogue, is that, right? is that that's the... That's the dream.
6: Well, not a dream. I mean, no, that's it's a reality. Just, it's, it's, I, it's,
12: I hope, but that's the dream.
6: Have you talked to anybody at that magazine?
12: Not that I can say on the air, right. but yeah, yeah. That's a yes. I'm, I'm hustling.
6: All right, so you're, you're in contact.
12: I'm hoping for the best.
6: And yeah. then once you do Vogue, is that it? There's no other ones?
12: Yeah, I mean, nowadays I think Like people... Home and
6: Gardens or, uh, no?
12: <laughs> Maybe one day. No? People are getting skinnier and younger, so I don't know how much yeah, longer I, I can do Don't get so anyway. skinny. There's
6: nothing less attractive than a very, very skinny woman. Nothing less attractive. Nothing.
12: I'll take it. Because <laughs> I couldn't be if I wanted to.
6: I know, but you, you want to be that. It, it looks terrible. It's not, it, women are supposed to be curvy. That's the whole yeah. beauty of a woman. You're not an eight-year-old boy, right? No, so great. don't lose that. If they make you do that, time to jam it.
12: Yeah. No, I mean I couldn't. God took care of this. How There's much money would uh,
6: How much money would Playboy have to play pay you before you and Darren say it's okay?
12: First of all, Darren lets me do whatever I he doesn't want. care. He trusts me. He's good. No. Um. I don't know. Not
6: that much, probably. $50,000. you are right. I would do it if I do that. Wow. All right. There we have it. Yeah. Well, our next guest is actually the editor of Playboy magazine. No kidding. <laughs> Let's <laughs> the, do it. Uh, prefer, uh, actually, Preferred Help magazine, which is going to be my third magazine cover. And uh, she is uh, the editor. And I have to pronounce her last name correctly. I hope I do. Her first name is easy. That's Angelica. I'm going to go with Cappiello. Angelica, good morning. How are you? Hi. It's
3: Angelina. And you got
6: Cappy Yellow correct. Angelina. So, so you know, uh, Liz just pointed out to me that um, Prefer to Help, you have a men and a women's magazine. I'm in a TV show called Gravesend, which is going to be coming out uh, this spring. And she points out that Fran Drescher is actually on the cover of Women's Prefer to Help. Yes.
3: Yes, absolutely. We've had Fran on the cover. Yes, absolutely.
6: Jennifer Beals, you've had a lot of people. Wow. Uh, a beautiful uh, women. And now on the men's side, I, uh, is, it, is it more of the celebrity types? or This is more of like a medical magazine, right? Not necessarily showing off celebrities, but explaining to folks uh, health issues, that type of thing, right?
3: Preferred Health Magazine is just that. Yeah, we want to cover health and wellness, nutrition, obviously, exercise, everything in between. But for the covers, yeah, we we absolutely have celebrity covers. We also feature really, you know, professional top doctors nationwide. So it depends on, uh, on, the, on the issue and what we want to cover.
6: Yeah, I've actually been told by a bunch of people, uh, Angelina, that um, if you go to a doctor's office in the United States, really up to Canada— There's like a 95% chance you will see this magazine in that office. Uh, The circulation is that large. Is that
3: true? That is true. That is true. We are in doctors' offices nationwide. That is the majority of our subscriptions. Um, And, again, we also are a part of a network of doctors called Patient Preferred Physicians and Practitioners. They're our medical advisory board for the magazine, so yeah, we are nationwide for sure.
6: I just saw a cover with uh, the old uh, Larry King. The late great Larry King was on your magazine cover not that long yeah, ago before he died. I
3: think that may have been one of his last uh, interviews. Honestly, <laughs> wow, I mean, that was that was a great interview. I was happy to speak to him. He's one of my you know uh, you know uh, people I admire throughout my journalism career.
6: Now, do you do the interviews, or does somebody else do that for the magazine?
3: It depends. I like to do the cover interviews personally, um, of course. Um, but, yeah, I have a, a team of writers, and uh, sometimes, it, depending on the schedules, who gets to do it or who brings the uh, the person in.
6: So will For you sure. be doing my interview is the question?
3: Absolutely. Uh, well, actually, I think Melissa's doing your interview. She wants to do your interview. Uh,
6: Melissa, I, I love Melissa. It's funny. We, we go to a restaurant, uh, and you know this place, Lou, back in Rockaway. It's called The Chef's Table. Right there on the corner of oh. 116th Street, and she happens to be our waitress every time we go there. And then it turns out she does work with you guys and a whole bunch of other stuff. I see her around town all the time, so she contacted me about this, and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'd love to do it." So she probably will do it. In fact, I believe that her and a no, photographer are on the way to my the studio right now.
10: One end of it. Was-
6: I, I believe. That is, is that true? Yes. That is correct. They're
3: on the way.
6: Okay, beautiful. Well this
3: morning, they're on their way to
6: you. <laughs> oh, that is great. So we'll do the interview uh, coming up this morning. And then uh, is this magazine, is it digital? Can you buy it in stores, at newsstands? How does that work?
3: It's mostly digital um, or and through subscription. So you can go on the website, you can read it there, you can purchase it there as well, or you can subscribe to the magazine and and, uh, and have that come to the home.
6: I believe March happens to be uh, prostate month, my, uh, my late partner, Bernard, who we lost uh, so tragically back in October, had a very high PSA oh, count a couple of years ago, didn't, didn't do much about it, and two years later found out he had cancer. But by the time he got to it, it spread everywhere. Basically, it hit his brain and killed him. But uh, this is wow, the month, I believe, where... It. Yeah, it's terrible. So this is the month that men should be paying attention to that, right? Is that, the, is that what this month is, March? Yeah,
3: absolutely. We want to definitely highlight that, which we will absolutely be doing that on all of our social media. It's so important. I mean, my father is at that age also. He's had some issues, and um, so yeah, it's, it's a personal thing. Health, you know, that's why I love this magazine. When we talk about health, it doesn't matter who we're interviewing. We're really touching on something more heartfelt and personal to to the person we're talking to. So, I'm really proud and and so happy of this, you know, with this magazine and and all the people that are coming forth to open up to us i really appreciate that i can't wait to find out your story
6: (laughs) okay be careful what you wish for angelina that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) so so i i I imagine that to end up on the cover of this magazine you have to be in pretty good shape or at least look like look like because you really know what's going on (laughs) look like you're in good shape but you're not going to put these folks on the cover right is that fair to say
3: I mean, I don't know if is that fair to say. Larry King was pretty up there, but he still looked pretty
6: good, I guess. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> he's such a big name it really that would yeah. Happen. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, no, Larry King was up there, but he's absolutely a huge name. So, for folks who want to uh, buy this magazine online, how do they do that? Angelina, the easiest way?
3: Absolutely, just go to www.preferredhealthmagazine.com.
6: Preferredhealthmagazine.com, and they've got it for both men and women. And what does it come out once a month?
3: It comes out quarterly, so every three months.
6: Every three months. So now the spring edition. Every four months. Sorry. Every four months, right? So the so the no no quarterly would be every three months. So uh, the spring edition is coming out now. The spring edition
3: will be coming out
10: April first.
6: April first. Okay. Very very exciting. Well, listen. Thank you for uh, hopping on this morning. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to be uh, on your magazine in your magazine. I look forward to the interview coming up and the photo shoot later on today. And and thank you so much for hopping on the show as well.
3: This evening. Oh Thanks yes, for having
6: me. That's right. I will see you later on tonight. That's. Oh, you're going to be in New York tonight.
3: That's right. I'm here. Oh,
6: <laughs> that uh, the the what is the steakhouse we're going to later? I forgot already. Actually,
3: uh, so we're going to Tudor City
6: Steakhouse. Right. That's right. Lauren Conlin contacted me about that. The great Lauren Conlin, Tudor City Steakhouse. That's right. All right. I'll see you later on tonight. Thank you so much, Angelina. All right. See you
3: later. See you tonight. Now. No.
1: It's time for Sid's Take. Sid's Take!
10: Sid's Take, yeah!
1: Good luck. It's Sid's Take. Sponsored by Peerless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC.
11: All right. Your Monday morning edition of the Peerless Boilers Sid's Take Contest. Again, sponsored by Pete Morgan and Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com to find a dealer near you. Because they are America's Best Built Boilers Movie Monday, Liz Pipko will be our contestant for the day. But she says that she doesn't watch a lot of movies, so she's nervous that she's not going to get any right.
12: I'm actually confident I'm not going to get any right.
11: <laughs> she's very confident she's going to go for 5, to which I responded, people love an O for 5 performance.
12: So you're welcome for entertaining all of you this morning.
11: It's like the Golden Sombrero in baseball. <laughs> it's like at a certain point you're waiting for that guy to strike out a fourth time, you okay, know. Well,
12: you don't have to wait much longer. No.
11: <laughs> Unpredictable. Exactly, Lewis. Mm. Here we go. Let's dive right in. Number 1. In the first Air Bud movie, the golden retriever Air Buddy <laughs> becomes proficient in which sport?
12: Basketball. There you go. Spectacular. Okay. I oh. can fail the rest.
11: What a, what a great guess.
12: dog. Oh. that makes
11: sense. I know. Okay. Who doesn't love the, the Air Bud movies? Me. Oh. Not, oh,
8: really? Never, never saw them.
11: You never saw them? <laughs> oh, um, no, no. They're a little, uh, little after your time there.
8: Like. I d- yes.
11: <laughs> They're also a, meant a for like things. six-year-olds. Yeah. It's about a dog who can play sports.
8: Oh, I'm sorry I missed those. Yeah.
11: Very I'm, cute golden retriever, actually.
8: Love when pets take over and guys dress in drag. Those are the funniest movies <laughs> ever. Oh, my oh, God. Love them.
11: Well, we didn't have to go there, but uh, we're there It also happens in Air Bud 2, by the <laughs> way. we're talking about very
0: different movies. Yeah, we are. Air Bud 3 becomes a track queen.
11: Oh, cool. One for one. <laughs> On to number two. The recently released movie Emancipation is a historical drama about slavery starring which now disgraced actor? Recently disgraced? Recently disgraced.
9: Will Smith? Yeah, there
11: you go. Well, she's playing a perfect game up okay. to this point. So well, much if for you're going to give five. me the yeah.
12: disgraced clue.
11: Well, that's what I'm saying. A okay. little clue's in here. Okay. Two for two, on to number three. Before marrying, what movie did Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie co-star in together when Pitt was still married to Jennifer Aniston?
12: Uh, the Mr. and Mrs. Smith. There you go. Yeah. I never saw it, but I remember the billboard.
11: Three for three, it's a great movie, yeah. by the way. Some 0 five she is performance here. smoking hot. Now. Yeah. So is he. Yeah, well, there you go. But Brad Pitt's always smoking hot. Huh?
8: He wore a dress though. <laughs>
11: yeah, yeah, he <you> did. <laughs> 3 for 3 under number 4. In the 2001 movie Legally Blonde, Reese Witherspoon's character Elle Woods had what breed of dog? Chihuahua? Well, there you go.
12: I just watched this for the first time on an airplane last this week.
11: Is, what? A, this is a set Hey, yeah, I'm going to go over 5. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She's right. hustling. I thought
8: they were difficult.
11: I'm scared. You're like a you're like a sandbagger. You're hustling <laughs> us. Four for four. Oh,
8: I know nothing about bull.
11: These are real questions. She actually owns a golden retriever (laughs) named (laughs) Airbuck. I I worked very hard writing this. Yeah, that plays basketball. She's
8: texting Brad Pitt right now. I know.
11: On to number five. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Okay. Which now former president was digitally edited out from his appearance in Home Alone Two in his scene where he briefly talks to Kevin in the Plaza Hotel? Donald Trump. There you go.
12: Wow, over five, Five huh? Five.
11: Very close to that. Unbelievable. A perfect performance, if you will. Will somebody get this guy up uh, out of his seat, Phil? Phil, are you doing your job? So. He was right.
8: He was right outside. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
11: All right. Well, you gotta you gotta really bring it today, big guy. What? She went over for five or uh, five for five. I did. Yeah, she sure did. A
12: gun. Yeah. They're very easy.
0: You said you knew nothing about movies. I know, These she are told not told me the movie same thing. I mean, What are you talking about? What are they then? They're all questions about stuff in movies. Are you oh, yelling at, yell at, at her? Uh, you're like uh, excuse yelling me. at her, Phil. Oh, at Liz? <laughs> I'm scared. She, hey, what she, what she, I, she crossed the line. She diminished my game writing skills, which is something I like. crossed the line?
12: No, I said you were being too nice. Too so nice. blow
0: your brains out in two seconds. Got nine guns. Yeah. Yeah. See, anyone's <laughs> ever told me that I've been too See, nice. See, only Phil could get showered with compliments. gets He's too nice and cute. He gets mad. But yeah. now he's Finish Matt. the damn sports report, Justin. <laughs> <God
11: damn it. laughs> no, let's go, let's go. All right, number one. In the first Air Bud movie, the Golden Retriever Air Buddy becomes proficient in which sport? You got this right. Yeah.
12: Yeah.
11: Come on, Liz. I guess. actually watched the movie because I
12: was a child.
11: What? What's the name of this movie? Air Bud. You know the Air Bud movies. I don't. Yes, you do. It's about the Golden Retriever who plays with sports. Okay. So I that, don't. That I, does it,
8: right?
0: Which sport? Air Bud. Which sport?
6: I'm going to go with... um. Football. Oh. Air. Air. Like air Jordan. Basketball? Yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Who watches that movie? What kind of idiot? Oh, oh, Five-year-olds, actually. A it's for children.
11: Those little idiots. 0 yeah. yeah. for 1. Sorry, you might go over for 5. So I you, may. You've already lost today's game. Right. There's really no point even finishing it, That's but we will anyway. We gotta go. The recently <laughs> released movie, Emancipation, is a historical drama about slavery starring which now disgraced actor? Will Smith. There you go. Back on the wagon. One for two. Number three, before marrying, what movie did Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie co-star in together when Pitt was still married to Jennifer Aniston?
6: uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith go to Washington.
11: No, 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 stop Stop it right there. there. (laughs) It's a good movie. Go to Washington.
0: (laughs) Washington. Mr. and Mrs. Smith go down. Go to to (laughs) Cancun. Two for three. (laughs)
8: That's (laughs) a Wonderful (laughs) Life.
0: It's a dramatically different movie. (laughs) With Jimmy
11: Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) On on to number four. In the 2001 movie Legally Blonde, Reese Witherspoon's character Elle Woods had what breed of dog? Oh come on with the dogs! What's going on with the dogs? <laughs> I love dogs, but she had a poodle. Mm. Close. She might have had a poodle.
6: I thought you next to she went to college. She went to Harvard. No, she had a chihuahua at Harvard. Ah, and you got that right. Yeah. I
11: just saw
12: it last week for the first time.
6: I feel like there's something going on here.
12: That's what I
6: said. Air Bud she just saw last week. No, this no, no, movie no, no. she just saw, saw last week.
0: No. So Air, Bud, Air Bud I saw
6: I She called you cute two hours ago. Yeah, she, I don't
11: know. She's been in Phil's DMs for a week You know what I'm saying? Now. No, that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Trump, he thinks the election was rigged. I think this game
6: rigged. is
3: rigged.
11: <laughs> what do you got? All right, on to number five, which now former president was digitally edited out from his appearance in Home Alone 2 in his scene where he briefly talks to Kevin in the Plaza Hotel. That oh, was Trump, I think. Yeah. Right? yeah.
6: So, what's the final score?
11: Uh, she got five out of five. You got three. Three, three out of five. Nice
6: job, Liz. Well done. Liz Pipko with the five to three win. We'll take a short break. Thank you to Macedonia, Phil, Justin, Ellick, and Pete Morgan. We'll come back and wrap things up this great Monday edition right after this.
1: It's Sid's Take. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC. Sid and friends in the morning. 77 WABC.
6: I see you, um, kind of bobbing your head. Do you like Bruce Springsteen?
12: I don't
8: actually.
6: <laughs> ay, <laughs> I like ay, ay. I'm Sorry. You were just moving your head to it, like you liked it. I'm
8: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the unpredictability. Right? I mean, really? She, she's like know, literally
6: sitting. I'm like, oh, cool. She likes Bruce. Yeah. I don't. No, really no. No. So how come you were moving your head like that? Look,
8: the chorus
12: is good. I like the. I like it. Well,
6: what don't you like about him? Because <laughs> he doesn't like Trump, right?
12: No, no. I just I've never gotten into his music. Like I just don't get it.
6: Like what, what kind of music do you like? I'm curious.
12: Um, A lot of garbage, honestly. Like, whatever's just on the radio.
6: You like, like rap and. Uh, I
12: do, actually, yeah. Yeah,
6: and uh, hip hop and all that. I do, yeah. I'll
12: listen to the Beatles, though. You love like the Beatles? The, I adore the
6: Beatles. You yes. do? You adore the Beatles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I was wrong there. I would have bet you liked Springsteen.
8: No. No, I wouldn't have guessed that. There you go. He gets me. <laughs> I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have <laughs> that doesn't it. say much for me, but. Yeah. It's, no, that's. I'm kidding. You so, like Fleetwood
6: Mac? No. <laughs> but uh, Bill Clinton loves Fleetwood Mac.
12: We can't agree on everything. Okay. You
6: know. All right. Okay.
12: Maybe he can convince me.
6: You don't like any rock and roll?
12: I don't. What what qualifies as rock and roll
6: now? Rock and roll music. Tom Petty. Of rock Tom rock Petty. Old. Like Tom Petty, yeah. 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 Not much. Not
12: right. You like
6: Michael Jackson?
12: Yes, yes. You like Michael. Michael Jackson? I love Michael
6: Jackson. You love him?
12: I think the dancing more than even the music. Yeah. I just think he's
6: brilliant. I love him, too. Yeah. And I still think his music is great. Like, I'll rock with you. I still love yeah. it and all that. But you're not... Uh, it doesn't bother you that he... Like, like eight year old boys and stuff like that.
12: I'd like to separate the songs right. from everything. Else. Okay. Like I just, people deleting music from so iTunes.
6: Do? I, don't, I do. No. Yeah, you separate. I do. Yeah,
8: or I don't Bruce really says.
12: understand who's delete like the R. Kelly stuff. I don't get that either. I think he's disgusting.
6: Well, he can't if sing either. If someone has a
12: song, on well, he sucks
6: anyway. R. Kelly. Like don't compare ten, him to Michael Johnson. I have to look
12: ten of his songs on. So
6: like, <laughs> oh jeez. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.
12: This is gonna be a rough week for me. <laughs> <laughs>
8: really? I, I said li- he's disgusting. I think the listeners are being gonna be confused. Like what to hammer. About. Uh, <laughs> Wait a second. She hates Springsteen, but she, uh, okay, I don't know. R. Kelly
6: ain't bad. Or uh,
8: music.
6: <laughs> what song of R. Kelly's do you do you like? Yes, I want, I, if I can fly, whatever it is.
12: I have the world's greatest. I was listening this morning as I was getting ready.
6: You're kidding me.
12: God. The what?
6: How come you didn't marry a black guy? Oh, kidding aside. You love my Jordan. I got B. pretty Jordan. close. I, you I you did, it. right? I'm serious. You I do? Have you. I
12: have to stop. I have, thank God the what, show ends. In a was it Charles
6: movie. Oakley? <laughs> 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 was it an NBA player honestly? Living in Miami. I mean,
12: if I were to marry someone other than my husband, they would have been an
8: NBA player. But yes. I, I how did I know that? know everyone knows. Sure. Yeah.
6: Everybody I, knows anyone that, that
8: know, knows me well you that? knows. And I know that. who it is, too. Dwayne and Wade. It? No. Oh. It's the sa- same team,
6: obviously. Miami? Think,
12: no, Chris Bosch was happily married. But yeah, I appreciate but... that he gets me and he remembered that.
6: Yeah, that yes. is pretty good. But
8: yeah. he would have that's the who you would have picked though, no, right? Chris
6: no. no, no. Is somebody else is it an active player? You do Haslam. Your dad, has is like seventy. All, but no, no. Is he an active player?
12: I, I mean, really, I'd marry any of them, but there's like a few specific. Wow.
6: Jeez, but uh, because is... they play basketball. <laughs> I'm
12: so lucky the show ends. The
6: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I know, I know, I, I bet oh I know God. who it is. Who is I have, it? It? Oh, is that is guy! It?
6: Bam, bam, bam! Right.
0: I've been a right? <laughs> He's from Jersey. Too. <laughs> yeah. I have a list of. I have an active list that I keep updating of the best looking basketball players. Who are they? Not a gay thing. I'm uh, curious. Who are they? Uh, Kelly Oubre is definitely number one.
6: Kelly Oubre? Oh, my God. He has that long hair, right? He's got, like, blonde hair. Yeah. You no, like that? No, 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 She likes the black guys. Yeah, no, no,
2: nothing. Place. No she one with black. blonde
6: hair. Yeah, she doesn't like blonde no. hair. No. Yeah. She wants Jaylen a dark, Green. Ch-
0: dark chocolate film. Yeah. Jordan Poole.
6: He's good-looking. Golden State. You like him? It's okay. Yeah. yeah. You was something else. Yeah, wow. No, be- you never
8: know what she's going to do. Listen, I something. got
6: to know you much more today, today than see. in the four years yeah. we've known each other. <laughs> awesome a lot. Yeah, you're a very scary person, but <laughs> absolutely beautiful, entertaining, and great. I mean, really great. Uh, and fun. So thank you very much. Thank Did you, you enjoy it?
10: Yeah, thank you for having me. We'll you. do it
6: again in a couple These of weeks. players
8: are going to be calling the station all day can the NBA player. Julius <laughs>
6: Randle's on line one.
8: <laughs> Liz who? Uh, okay.
6: Uh, God, Lizzie, were great. Uh, Lurafino, great as always. Macedonia, Bill, Justin, Alec, Gnome, Layton, everybody was great. Bruce Springsteen, "Born to Run," on the way out. We'll do it again, God willing, at six a.m. tomorrow morning. From all of us, excluding Liz, to all of you. Until then, everybody, let's go Knicks.